Good evening, boys and ghouls. Tonight we have another look into the cinematic world of the undead blood-sucking vampire. With an entry from horror legend George A. Romero, 1977's Martin. Also, last episode's Wheel of Doom winner, the second sequel to the 1980s vampire classic The Lost Boys, 2010's Lost Boys the First. So grab those wooden stakes, refill those holy water bottles, and welcome to podcast from the crypt. To begin with a reign of terror, a few murders here and there. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Coming to get you, Barbara. They are not men, dear. They are dead bodies. Some, the living dead. Welcome back, Cryptsters. Welcome to another episode of Podcast from the Crypt. I am your permanent guest host, Wolfman Memo. And I'm your horror host, Chainsaw Paul. And we're joined by Madman Steve. Oh, yeah, he's not here. What a surprise. I thought you had some kind of trick going on. I thought it was like the invisible man like visiting us. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, where is he? Nah, he had to work, so he's not here with us. But he, he promises he will be soon. Yeah, or else, uh, you know, that, that uh, grave, and, or I mean, we don't even have the grave set up, but Paul does have that shovel. Yeah, I do. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, so Steve, when you listen to this, you might have to, you know, <laughs> get to work, so to speak. <laughs> I don't think you knew what you were going to say, huh? No, I, well, I changed it up, but that, that is it, though. Okay. My glasses are fogging up. Damn, Paul, you're getting all hot and heavy over yeah. here. Woo, Memo fed me, and now he's uh, getting getting naked. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> all yeah, right. I, I have been, uh, you know, walking more, so that maybe that helps yes, out. Yes, yes, yes. Trimming the fat here. All right, guys, we got a jam-packed episode tonight. We actually took notes this time around. That's how fulfilling this episode should be yeah we want to be a little bit more uh organized here. yeah organized yeah that's from taxi driver if oh you ever yeah that's that. right yes <laughs> so that's organized but it's all whacked out on that movie yes that movie's awesome though that's my favorite movie of all time of all time really yes it's actually really good even though it's not a horror movie but you know i do love a lot of different genres but you know horror does have a special place in my heart yeah no it's it's definitely a fucking awesome movie one of the things we did want to mention is that we do see some uh, horror birthdays that came up uh, recently. They they passed, uh, and then especially that when this comes out, it'll be maybe a week after as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, there's a, a couple of our favorites that, that did have birthdays. One of my favorites, and I read all his books. Well, try to read most of his books. I don't try to I don't... guess who he's talking about. <laughs> of course, <laughs> we're the one and only, the master of horror. Stephen King. Yes. Stephen King rules. Yes. His birthday was on the 21st. So uh, Stephen King, we love you. I love you. Uh, I got basically all your books um, and quite a few of your movies as well. Uh, So just sending some love towards Stephen King's way. I I know he's like over 70 or 70. What is he? I don't know, but he's fucking still kicking and 
Still doing good shit. Yeah, and I uh, recently got his uh, his new book out too. That one recently came out as well. So I, we didn't mention that as well, but we'll mention it now. Uh, the Institute, and uh, like I'm part of a a group on Facebook that are uh, Stephen King fans, and the people that have read it really love the book. Okay, you haven't read it yet? Not yet. All right, you're gonna have I, to. I, I buy it, but then it's like, well, I'll read it at some point. <laughs> it's, it's either just sitting I, there and collecting dust. Yeah, I mean, I do I do it either way. It's like I either read the book, like you know, the old school way through the book, but I buy the book because yeah. it's like I want to have it. Uh, you're, or, you're one of those or you just want to say yeah i got that book <laughs> yeah then not read any yeah Wait, how many have oh, you read? so how'd you like it uh i have it <laughs> no but actually like I'll, I'll either read it or i'll do an audiobook uh which i i, I like doing the audiobook because when i'm driving around yeah. i like to listen to the story while i'm uh on long trips like to the desert here <laughs> i'm kind of the same way when it comes to movies though like there's a lot of movies up on my collection on my shelves that i've never seen there's a few i haven't even opened yet you're like, <laughs> but i like i have it you're like i'll give it a try now <laughs> i'm like, like mm, what to watch like what 20 to watch. years later <laughs> there's been so many times where i'm like what to watch what to watch and i see them nah, and put something i've seen like a thousand times on can you imagine if you had Terrifier that and you didn't know that it was good? And you right. probably would, that would probably be one of the ones you're like, nah. Then you're like, why didn't I watch it all those years ago? I know. Oh, I wish I had the Terrifier Blu-ray. I still haven't got it yet. Oh, well. I'll at, get it. At some point. If yeah. I only had the money. Yep. Oh, you know what? I just saw today that they just released a, a special edition Blu-ray of The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, it's an Arrow release, and it comes in like a... a, a you know, a little now, box. Wait, now that you mentioned The Hills Have Eyes 2, which one are you talking about? The original Hill, Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Okay. Yeah, and it's fucking... I, I was watching a video of it, someone doing the unboxing, and I was like, oh, I got to get it, got to get it. And, which was kind of sad in a way, the guy who was unboxing it, it was on YouTube, he was he was like, I don't really like this movie at all, but I had to get it because of the, the, the box was cool, the, it came with the poster, and like, it just looked like a really cool thing to have, but... I'm not. I don't really like the movie too much, and I wouldn't recommend anyone watching it. I'm just like, dude, this movie's fucking awesome. It's actually, I, I, I think that guy's gonna come into an uh, unfortunate accident. Like Paul's gonna like visit him. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I watch a lot of his his videos, and I, I usually agree with everything he's saying. But Except this time, that. yeah, this time around, I'm just like, I don't know, man. Because when it comes to those, the whole Hills Have Eyes franchise. That's like my second favorite. Whoever that guy is, he broke Paul's heart. <laughs> Yeah, I like uh yeah, it's like it's my second favorite. It's the the remake is my number one favorite out of the whole franchise. They just did such a good job with that. So and then the original part two is like my second favorite. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. So I gotta get that too. Uh and like how we were mentioning we kinda like, you know, get off track a little bit, but we still we still get back on. Back onto the rails on the birthdays. Yes, uh, the birthdays. You wanna mention the next one? Elvira. Elvira, Cassandra. mistress of the dark herself. Yes, uh, yeah. So her birthday came up recently as well. Um, still looking good, you know. After oh, all these years, man, I was like, I remember seeing her during the eighties. Yeah, as a kid, uh, watching her like you know come over through like they'd play that music. She'd be coming out like in through the darkness with the web. She's like walking through some cobwebs <laughs> yeah. and stuff, all comedic and, and shit. Like she's gonna stumble through the webs. And yes. <laughs> And then, and then you know, getting to her couch, and then you know, she's all cracking jokes here and there, and then playing some kind of a cheesy, you know, sometimes horrible movie, and then other times uh, pretty good movies. Most of them are horrible, but most of them. But she made them better. She made them worth watching. Uh, her Funko Pop thing is it? Is it already out now? Or I know I, it's coming I, out soon. Yeah, I, I believe so. 
if not pretty soon yeah so uh if you guys are uh any of those funko pop fans which uh i know a lot of you guys are yeah um i think it was just a uh exclusive for um hot topic right yeah probably i mean they usually have the, the exclusives yeah so uh you know so I guess you got to go to Hot Topic. Uh, you're you're forced to go there. Yeah, <laughs> walk around with the little 15 year old goth kids. Yeah, if uh, if you're a Vira fan and a Pop fan, there you go. There's there you where go. to go. I might have to pick that up. I got a a little tiny Fun Pop collection, but yeah, and it's the cool. ones I have are cool. Yeah, it's cool because it has her with her couch right there. Oh, that's awesome. The the two that I can think of that I have off the top of my head is. Frankenfooter, Magenta from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Still a movie that I got to watch one day. Oh, I love that movie so much. It's one of those I got to try to watch you one, know what's funny? once a year. I, I think I walked by it uh, where I work, and it's it was probably like three bucks or something. I should have picked it. <laughs> you should kid. Nah, it's not three bucks, but it was close to that. Well, I mean, the DVD is like, you yeah. get like $5. Yeah. I need to pick up the Blu-ray, but I have the DVD. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on to the next birthday. And uh, that'll be the last birthday that we'll mention. There may be others, and we're sorry if we didn't mention you. Uh, but it will be for uh, the Bride of Chucky. Whoa. Jennifer Tilly. Yep. Yeah, so uh, happy birthday to you. And we won't mention how old she is, because she might not like that very much. I don't know how old she is, but I mean, she still she looks still good. She still looks amazing, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> uh, she's uh, just like Elvira. Yeah. Know? And, like, I just saw uh, um, Cassandra Peters at Midsummer Scream, and she still looks amazing. And you saw her without uh, the yeah, without her uh, without her Elvira getup. That's cool. But yeah, Jennifer Tilly, dude, she's still rocking it. Yeah, Paul mentioned about her sister. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's just as hot. Yeah. Meg Tilly, yeah, from uh, Psycho Two. And then I was like, Where, "Did you see her anything else?" That and he's like, "Nah, I'm just judging from Psycho yeah, Two. Yeah, I haven't seen her in anything else. So <laughs> all I could think of is Psycho Two. Yeah, that was probably like what, like towards but, like the mid or late guess, '80s, right? Yeah, but if I guess that, like, if we think about, like, in general throughout the decades, I got to give it to Jennifer Tilly only because I don't know what Meg looks like right now. Huh. Yeah. Did she, did she have just, like, one sister or two? I have no idea. Yeah. I, but, I mean, they're sisters, so that's cool. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. So uh, the day after we recorded this episode, we got the the sad news about the passing of Sid Haig. We wanted to add this to this episode before I uploaded it. So I had Memo call in. He's not with me here at the studio. It was crazy because we were just talking about him because I was mentioning him about uh, watching the uh, the three from hell, and uh, that you know I was watching it, watch the uh, you know making of. And it was just talking about, you know, his health wasn't the greatest, you know, because he's an older, he was an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, like I, I saw stuff on his Instagram, too, where he, uh, you know, he went to the hospital recently for, I forgot if it's because he fell or something. But then. Uh, yeah, they just mentioned, they, like they just mentioned an accident. They didn't really get into the specifics about it. So we didn't really know what yeah. happened. Yeah, and then uh, also, like, while he was at the state, like, I guess he, you know, when you sleep, sometimes, like, sometimes you kind of throw up sometimes, and then you kind of, like, you got to catch your breath. Yeah. So he had that happen to him, but, like, and then I guess, you know, it could go into his lungs. But, like, since he was in the hospital, he was all right because they're there to to help him out, you know. So I thought, okay, well, like, they, like afterwards, like, it was, like, a little bit of a scare for his wife because 
he was the one kind of reporting the stuff on his Instagram. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, hopefully he's all right afterwards because, like, he said, oh, well, like, like I don't know if it was, like, maybe a day or two after, like, he kind of, like, showed, like, signs of, you know, of improvement. So it kind of was, like, looking, okay, hopefully everything turns out positive. But I don't know if he ever got out of the hospital, you know. Yeah, I didn't really hear too much about what exactly happened, just that, uh, you know, he passed away on the 21st. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's just crazy because we were just talking about him, and then that happened. So, you know, I mean, the cool thing is, like, we got memories of him, good memories, especially that, you know, his iconic, uh, you know, Captain Spaulding. He's been in so many movies, like we said before, and he he gave 110% on each of those performances. Yeah, and then I, I saw another movie that he did recently too. It was like a like a sequel to like uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, actually, uh, I have that. It's uh, that? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like one. Night of the Living Dead 3D or something. I have that. Yeah, yeah, I saw some of it. I didn't see the whole thing, but he's like a guy where like I guess where all that stuff is happening. Yeah, but it's kind of but it's his fault because he's the one that caused the reanimation. Yeah, happen. exactly. You know what? Me and you are going to do a movie night. We're going to watch that. We're in- uh, in in honor of uh, Sid, we'll watch that one. Yeah, 3D we'll glasses and everything. Of, uh, we'll have to watch it in honor of uh, Sid Haig, yes. aka Captain Spalding. Yes, Captain and, O Captain, uh, we will miss you. Uh, and we will uh, we will have a bucket of chicken, even though it won't be his chicken. <laughs> and then we'll, after we take a bite of it, we're like we're gonna say it tastes so damn good. Yes, <laughs> we'll get some tutti fucking fruity. <laughs> yeah, we'll get some of that ice cream too, or they got that yogurt place that's called Tutti Fruity, so yes. maybe we'll hit one of those places. Yes. Uh, or, I don't know, or we'll just go somewhere, like a road trip, and go, Tutti fucking Fruity. Yes. Tutti fucking Fruity. <laughs> now, uh, I, I didn't get the opportunity to meet him, but I know a lot of people that went to the conventions and stuff where he, he would be there signing and, and meet, you know, meet and greet. Yeah, everybody would say that he was like the coolest guy, like a gentle soul. So I was like, I wish that I would have got to meet him. Yeah, and um, I also like heard that like besides that, like even like after like he got big with the Captain Spaulding stuff, he never raised his prices on anything. From what I hear, he, he didn't even have, charge. But he did. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, like whenever a convention, they charge for whatever, but like uh, you know, they didn't. He didn't raise any prices on his stuff. No. So, uh, for those of you that uh, were fortunate to meet him, you know, hold on to those autographs. That's a nice keepsake. I wish I would have got one. So, for, uh, for me and Memo and everybody here at Podcast from the Crypt, we'd like to give our condolences to, to Sid's family and friends and all the fans out there. We're all going to miss him. Yeah, we're going to miss the captain for sure. Thanks for giving us a call real quick, Memo, to do this. All right, let's get back to the episode. Uh, so a little bit of sad news uh, oh, yeah. on the crypt. Uh, recently, uh, we had they had a death uh, in the uh, in horror the- world. Uh, Barkley from uh, Don Coscarelli's John Dies at the End. Yeah, that's that's not good, man. You told me about it. I haven't seen the movie yet, but you showed me the pictures of the dog, and I'm just like, oh, that's yeah. sad. Yeah, he looked like a sweet dog, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, 
Yeah, and uh, what I showed you, like the tombstone too, we had a cool tombstone. Yeah, dude, that looked awesome. Like he got got it done up. Mine's not even gonna be that cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're lucky if they, someone just writes it on paper. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like scribbles it on a rock with a piece of chalk or something. <laughs> Some kid goes by and he just like rubs yeah, it def- off, and I'm lost to time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh moving on, uh we want to talk about like uh what uh what's come out recently and what will be coming out pretty soon. Uh uh I will mention uh, for you Walking Dead fans that uh season 10 is going to be coming out October 6th this, on that Sunday. So uh Walking Dead fans looking forward to it. Wondering what's going to happen next. Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I kind of stopped watching it um like a few seasons ago. Yeah. But here in the last like month or so, I was getting caught up on it and I saw that they they just put the the most recent season on Netflix and I watched it like all in one day. Yeah. And I I was actually pleased to see that it got a lot better with this last season. Yeah, like with me like uh you know, like I kind of got lost for a bit cuz like uh my I myself like, you know, I don't get to watch it too much. But when I do, like, I was uh, binging it myself as well. Yeah. So I'm kind of caught up to wherever the Netflix thing is at. I think it's right behind where, you know, where everything's at. Yeah. So um, if you watch the what, what, all that's on Netflix, you'll get caught up to the season premiere coming yeah, out. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like Paul says, it is a lot better. But I think it's because of the uh, the, uh, the antagonists that they have now. Yeah. The whispers. Yeah, because, I mean, that's kind of why I, I stopped watching it for a while is because I was just over the whole Negan thing. And now they have something else going on. Negan's still around, which I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know about this shit, but no, but it's kind of cool. Like, you know, like I, you know, we're both at the same point anyway. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's kind of cool that at least how, you know, like it's cool to have those characters that have been around for a bit and you kind of wonder what's going to happen with this guy. Yeah. With Negan, man, they have him to where he's kind of completely changing now. At first I, w- I thought it was like some kind of a scheme, you know, to get himself out, but if you remember, and a spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the season yet, he breaks free, escapes, goes back to the sanctuary and sees that it's nothing. there's nothing there. A few of his dead he sees, friends. Yeah, was, he's like, he, re- he recognizes one of his buddies. <laughs> yeah, and then he ends up saying, fuck, pretty much fuck this, and goes back to, to uh, Alexandra. Yeah, because yeah, he's like a wasteland now. Yeah, he's like, fuck it, I'm going back to jail. <laughs> there's nothing for there's me. There's nothing for it's, me. It's just like what she said, there's nothing for you <laughs> yeah. out there. At least with at least in jail he's got his three square meals. Yeah, and he get and they get to pick up his uh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool little twist to it. I didn't expect it at all. Um you know, even like when you if you read the comics, that didn't play out at all like that. He didn't Negan wasn't around that long. And I started reading the comics when it first came out way yeah, back in the day. Yeah, Paul mentioned that like way back like when I think maybe when I was still in Home Depot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know if you were early, still there. It was like, like early 2000s, almost mid 2000s. Yeah. So like, I was like, what's this? And then you told me about like, I was like, okay, cool. Then it got like super big, like years later. Yeah. Like, it had to have been like, you know, shit, five, six years later. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit longer than that. And it started getting real big. The, that's the, when the show came out too. I was like, oh, yeah. So it had, been, yeah, it had to have been about five years later. And then the show came out and yeah. I was all super stoked. Yeah. And they did that one right too. Like when it first came out, I was like, yeah. damn, everybody loved that thing. Oh, yeah, man. Especially I watched that it. first show, man. And, and really, they only changed a couple of little things here and there in the first season. Yeah. You can't have everything in the, you know. Yeah. But because I was such a big fan of the comics, um, I started getting a little pissed off at a lot of things that they were changing in it. And. It just started to get 
boring, dude, and I stopped watching it for a little while. But it, it, it came back strong in the last season, so I'm really looking forward to this season coming out. See, with me, like, I know there's parts where, like, it kind of gets uh, slow on some areas on, you know, on the story time or whatever. But I'm okay with it because, I mean, as long as it's leading to something. Yeah. Because, because I mean, you can't have, like, action all the time. or No, like, I, the I understand that. Kills. But it got to the, uh, a point where you, you predicted it. You predicted the seasons. You knew the first episode of the season was going to be epic. And then it was just going to be a bunch of just whatever for until the mid-season finale. And then it would get epic. And then it just had this whole thing to where the first and last episodes were the but, big ones, you but know? that's how it usually is on, on most yeah, things, Yeah, but though. it, it kind of seemed like they changed it up a little bit with the last season. You know, it, it kind of it kept me intrigued the whole way through. So I'm really looking forward to what's going on in this next season. Cool, cool. So, hey, we're looking forward to it here on The Crypt. Yep. I'm 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 looking for it, and so is uh, Chainsaw Paul. Yep, Man Man Steve. Oh, and that's all he has to say yep. about that. Yep. Uh, another movie that just came out over the weekend, um, and I actually watched it last night. Uh, something I've been looking forward to for a little while now is Josh Hastings' Candy Corn. This movie has Tony Todd in it, uh, Courtney Gaines, PJ Souls. It, it it from just the the movie poster, it looked pretty cool. It's like a this uh, sideshow carnival thing, and it, it takes place around Halloween time. And there's a, and then I saw like a little teaser trailer of it, and it looked it looked pretty cool. That Halloween feel. Um, I actually watched it, and it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but it wasn't horrible. It was worth a watch. Um, Tony Todd wasn't in it very much. Um, the parts that he was in it was kind of lacking. See, and then with me, like I, I heard about this movie because of Tony, Tony Todd. So, you know, you yeah, can't look forward to it because of Candyman. You mentioned that you uh, stalk him. <laughs> you follow him everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Do markets. <laughs> He's trying to use the public restroom. Yeah, I'm in the next stall. Yes. Looking over. <laughs> Tony. Do you need any help there? <laughs> Tony Todd says your name in the mirror three times. Do you need any help? I know you have a hook for a hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, did you catch him in the, the, the latest season of Scream, the Scream series? No, I haven't even watched any Scream you need series to, You need to watch the first two seasons of Scream, because they were fucking great. I loved it. And, he, and he's in it? Um, not in the first two. The third season has nothing to do with <laughs> the first you're, two. You're like, you got to watch the first two seasons. Yeah. You're like, you're like he's, not, he's not in the first two, but he's on the, in the other one. But you don't got to watch you that You don't got to watch it. It, it. Actually, you don't. I mean, it wasn't that bad. But because I was such a big fan of the the other seasons, and th- this one has nothing to do with the first two seasons well, did at you all. Kind of like change it up or reboot complete, it. Or it was a complete reboot. I don't even know why they t- they said season three because it's it's not. Um, but he was in that for a little while. I just wanted to mention that. Um, but Candy Corn, like uh, it was worth a watch. Some of the 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 storyline was lacking. Um, there was really no character development, and there was there was times where you needed it, especially the the main antagonist like they tried to give him a little bit of a of a backstory but they failed yeah they failed like you didn't care about what was happening to this kid or why he was killing um a a little bit of a spoiler um actually it's a lot (laughs) spoiler alert um the the main the the main guy the killer he was like uh this guy that was uh getting pranked on every halloween by these other this group of kids Mm -hmm. and they never really got into like why 
they're just like, oh, we do it every year, so let's go do this. Because he's a nerd. <laughs> yeah, he, but, but when you see him, you don't, you know, you don't hear him really talking at all. You don't know who this person is. He just looks like a normal dude. So you're kind of like, is this some, just an inside thing? Are we just supposed to go with that? Because they don't do it. Like they don't give any kind of story along that. It was just a little weird. So it, so we had more of a storyline with Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, because they go and they they try to to kick his ass and do their prank. Um, they wanted to 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 beat him up a little bit and and strip him down naked so that he had to run home naked and shit. I don't get this stripping down a, a dude naked. Out yeah, there. I don't. I don't know either. But um, they get there and he actually fights back this time and hits one of the dudes. And these these guys are uh, they're. They have to be in like the early twenties or something. They, I don't remember them saying like how old they were, but they weren't like little kids. But they're supposed to be uh, teenagers. Yeah, they're like older teenagers, if not like like I said, like young adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the guy, um, the main the main killer dude, he's working at that carnival, and they go and they start roughing him up, and he fights back and hits one of the dudes, and they just start kicking the shit out of him. Actually, they end up killing him, and they leave. And then out comes like the, the leader of the the carnies or whatever the guy who run who's running the the carnival. Mm-hmm. He comes out and he grabs him and Tony Todd's like he's over there like, what are we gonna do? And they're like, just take him inside, just take him inside. And then they show like the guy, doing like some kind of witchcraft ritual, voodoo. Yeah, and voodoo. And it's but it's not Tony Todd like, or, you don't see him and, after and, that. And it's not a. Uh... But Charles Lee Ray. No. <laughs> it, <laughs> also known up, as Chucky. <laughs> yes. He ends up bringing him back to life. And he made, makes this mat. He has this mask for him that he pulled out of this old box with the, the ritual and all this shit. He puts a mask on him. The guy comes back to life and he starts going on revenge for these other kids, right? So I'm like, okay. You know, whatever. That makes a little bit of sense. But the guy who brought him back to life had some kind of other bigger plan that you'd never really hear, hear about because, you know, once he's uh, he's pretty much done killing the kids, like the guy's like, you're not done yet, you, you know, you're not done yet, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? Just a lot. A lot of it was lacking. So, it's just, more. Miss, so it's just missing uh, plot points. Yeah, a whole lot. But, I mean, it was worth a watch for some of the – there were some cool scenes in there. The Halloween feel. Um. Especially if they ever do a sequel and build upon what they already did, you know, you're going to want to see that. So, I don't know. It was okay. I haven't watched it yet, but I probably will give it a watch at some point, but just because of the show. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, to me, I'm getting the feel like Paul's like, if you want to watch it, go for it. And, uh, and, yeah, and basically. If, and if not, then uh, you're not really missing too much. No, you're not. But at the same time, like, the poster art, like, I just thought it was dope, and I still want to get the poster for it. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to watch this movie just because of the art. Basically. I thought the poster looked cool. Oh. All right. So uh, the next thing that we want to mention <laughs> is, uh, but I haven't seen uh, most of it, but I did see the beginning. And we mentioned it on the last show, Satanic Panic. Oh, yeah. So uh, Paul here, he watched it. Yeah, I so watched it. You can uh, talk about it, but uh, don't give us too much spoilers. Yeah, this please. time around, I'm not. I'm not going to. With Candy Corn, I'm like, uh, we can because you. It was it's like, like if whatever. you watch it, you watch it. You, if yeah. not, then eh. <laughs> Satanic Panic, on the other hand, was fucking dope. I thought it was cool. It was a clever idea. It was a fun movie to watch. Yeah, and I only watched the beginning, but from the beginning, it looked pretty cool. Just like the trailer, like yeah. you know, it, it had like it, it looked like it's gonna be funny. 
and uh, just the way they uh, they filmed it, like the style. Yeah, it, it was cool. You know, we got a kick out of just watching the trailer, like Memo said on the last episode, and um, it was definitely worth the watch. Like you could, actually, I'd say you got to see this movie. It was fucking cool. I'm the acting to, was great. Everything was cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to finish watching it for sure then. Yeah, I don't know. Why didn't you finish watching I had, it? I, I don't know. I think I just, like, I was watching it here and there just to, like, you know, try to watch it. And then I'd have to stop and then we're, like, I'd have to restart it again. I'm 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 taking that as a memo didn't like the movie. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it was good. Like, I only got I only got to a point where, um, like, the, the, the story is, like, there's, like, a, there's a girl and she's a, a delivery person for, uh, she's a pizza delivery person. Kind of like Fry from Futurama. Yeah, and it's her first night at, on the job. Yeah, and she ends up, uh, like, doing deliveries, and it's like, you know, comedic stuff happens. And then she ends up, uh, like, she gets stiffed again, once again. But uh, this time she goes into a place where uh, these Satanists are doing a ritual, mm-hmm. and they need a uh, a virgin in order, you know, to resurrect the demon. And that's all we're going to say about the movie. Just watch it. Yeah, I only got to a point where, like... Uh, she kind of gets into some trouble when she's at a neighbor's place. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. That's where I got to. But, yeah, uh, definitely it, check that one out. Yeah, but it was, it, was, it was cool to, you know, up to that point, and I don't know what happens next, but Paul says it's cool. So I'm definitely going to, you know, finish watching this movie. Yeah, we, we'll probably do a review on it uh, soon. Not very soon, but we will. Uh, we'll get around to it. Uh, what if it's one of Paul's picks? <laughs> I <laughs> ruined <know> it. <laughs> I might have to change my Will of Doom pick now. No. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on to the next one, uh, uh, we'll uh, I'll mention uh, in the tall grass since yeah. uh, we just mentioned that uh, Stephen King's it was his birthday uh, just yesterday. Since we're doing the podcast on a Sunday, um, yeah, Stephen King's birthday was uh, yesterday. Uh, happy birthday to you! And uh, also, in the tall grass will be coming out, and it'll be coming out on Netflix for all you Netflix uh, people out there. So that'll be coming out on October 4th. Um, so, I mean, I think this is probably oh. the first time that uh, Paul heard about it when I mentioned it to him uh, today. Yeah, I haven't heard about it. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, I uh, like I said, I'm a big Stephen King fan, but I mean, I, I think I've heard of the story, but I've, I haven't read the story and know much about the plot line. Is it like a full-on novel, or is it one of his short stories? I have no idea. I think it's probably going to be one of the shorter stories, because there's no novel that's called this. So Okay. So it's either going to be like in one of the ones that are like a shorter, shorter story, or it could be one of the uh, ones that are like, maybe there's like maybe maybe four stories in it where it's a pretty good length. I oh, okay. have no idea, but like sometimes there's ones that have like, you know, 20, yeah. 20 stories or yeah. so. Uh, two, but, page, yeah. two pages of story right nah, there? <laughs> not that not that short. Like some of them are short, but not that short. Um, but yeah, uh, that'll be coming out October 4th. Uh, I'll be looking forward to that one, uh, but I'll read an excerpt from uh, what Netflix has on there. Uh, it says, uh, after hearing a boy's cry for help, a pregnant woman and her brother wade into a vast field of grass only to discover there may be no way out one of the casts that i will mention uh that's in it that paul loves and and uh he's a really good actor patrick wilson yes so when once uh paul heard patrick wilson it uh, was in it he was all on board yeah i'm like holy shit patrick wilson i'm gonna watch that <laughs> he's fucking great yeah, so uh that'll be coming out october 4th once again netflix october 4th. yeah definitely check that grass. out Okay, so uh, another one that I want to mention that's come out, uh, but it's not it's not a horror movie. But we we here at the crypt we like our sci fi as well. So, but and and at some point, like uh, I've been talking to Paul, is like at some point we will have a few sci fi 
uh, movies uh, that we do review on here. Yeah. We do love our sci-fi. There's different types of sci-fi out there. There's going to be some with monsters in it, aliens. Uh, you know, there could be different types of aliens as well because some are uh, killer aliens, some yes. are not so killer. You know, some are just like some of them are cuddly. So yeah, some aliens. some are pretty cool and funny, like uh, like Paul's namesake, Paul. S- some of them are horrible alien movies, like Mac and Me. Yes, <laughs> and you know what? When I was a kid, I think I liked that movie. I loved it when I was a kid. <laughs> you just, watched it like horrible. I just watched it like two months ago. <laughs> like, how did you fuck, like that? This movie's that so shitty. It's funny when you're a kid, you think something's really good, and you see it later, like, what the hell was I watching? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, Ad Astra is going to be, kind of, or it already came out. So, uh, I mean, I don't know much about the movie. All I know is I've been hearing uh, good reviews on it. I know that, uh, uh, Brad Pitt is in it and he's usually in uh, really good movies for the most part. Um, so, uh, he's supposed to have a really good performance in it. One of the things I heard was like that it's the best movie that he's been in as far as, or his best performance in a movie. Are you serious? Something like that. Oh shit. And I'm like. Do they know how many good ass movies have been in and how, you know, some pretty good performances he's had at Astra? It's it has to do with like some kind of like a space uh, you know, travel where you know Brad Pitt's uh, a space, you know, he's an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's some other stuff going on like they're talking about his I don't know, I think his dad or something and I don't know like Tommy D Lee Jones is in the movie. Oh man, and, just the cast alone. Yeah, and then uh, like Paul like got all excited like he saw Donald Sutherland and was in his like, "Oh my god, he he got excited just because he's still yeah. alive." I was like, holy shit, every time that I hear that he's in a new movie, I'm like, he's still alive, fuck yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, at some point I watched that movie, uh, it looks good. One of the uh, other ones that we do want to mention, and uh, from what I hear from Paul, it sounds uh, pretty good, is uh, Haunt. Oh man, that movie was awesome. That's another one of those I heard about a while ago. Tell us a little bit about it, Paul, because, I mean, I want to hear about it, but just don't give me any spoilers. I'll, tell, I'll tell you about it more so after the episode. <laughs> I don't want to really give anything away. But just a little bit. Just, um, I mean, not, not, don't give anything away. Yeah, but there's just not really something. anything that's like a, uh, any kind of twist or anything like that, um, like a major one. There's a, there's a little bit. But um, basically, it's just uh, these kids are going out looking for, like, extreme haunts, mm-hmm. you know, like the mazes and shit. Yeah. And uh, they they come across this one that's way out in the middle of fucking nowhere. That sounds like something you would do. Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they get there and like just shit starts happening, man. And the way that the movie plays out is just fucking awesome. The acting was top notch. There is a, a a few few scenes that were I want to say too scary, but. You know, they, they got you a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay, that was pretty cool. Ah, made your blood pressure go up. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it gets intense in some, some parts. Um, what I liked about it was that it, it kind of followed the horror tropes, but it didn't do it in a, a a stupid way, you know? Like, it was real clever with the, the things that they were doing. There wasn't a whole lot of jump scares at all. Mm-hmm. And for, but for it to have, like, little jump scares, it was still, like I said, it had that tension and... Yeah. And... um. Like, you can imagine being there and just being like, oh, my God, dude, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It was it was really cool. It was well done. Good, good. Definitely recommend seeing that. All right. So uh, I'll be looking forward to watching that one. Yeah. If you're a fan of, like, um, The House is October Built or uh, Hellfest. I haven't watched either one, man. Um, or even <laughs> um, Bloodfest. I haven't watched that either, <laughs> Oh, come man. on, man. <laughs> what kind of a host am I? <laughs> right? <laughs> Goodbye, people. <laughs> I, I I watched Hellfest a while a while back. I watched Bloodfest, 
But when I watched Haunt the other day, I had to go and watch those ones over again. Mm. And but I hadn't seen Houses of October built until after I watched Haunt, and I put that on, and I'm like, okay, because a lot of people were comparing it. Mm. So definitely go out and see that. That the, shit was dope. You mean the true horror fans that know about those movies, unlike myself? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why I have him on the show, guys. <laughs> All right. What do you think, Madman Steve? Yeah, Steve, give us your opinion. All right, so uh, we're getting to the nitty gritty here. The as nitty far gritty. As, Let's as get down as, to the uh, nitty gritty. As far as our segment of uh, what's what uh, recently came out and what's coming out, uh, yeah. So uh, our man, Madman Steve, where you at, Steve? Nah. Well, he uh, he mentioned that he was looking forward to uh, this movie coming out that uh, recently came out, and it was only out for three days on uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And that is the Three from Hell, Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. Yeah, so what did you think of that, Steve? Oh, okay, that good, huh? All right. I know, but Wolfman Memo went out and seen it. I didn't get get a chance to see it. Yeah, I mean, I I got lucky enough where where I had a day off and I I was able to see it. There was a ticket, you know, know, there was availability for it. So I was just hoping, I was like, man, I hope I, I get to watch it because... You know, Steve was hyping it up, and uh, and I was pretty much like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna go see it." Yeah, you said that. <laughs> and then with me, I was kind of like on the fence. I was like, "You know what? I don't know if this is gonna be good or bad, but you know what? You know, I'm part of this show." <laughs> yeah. But being, but besides being part of the show, even like if I wasn't, if I was just a listener, uh, just listening to how Steve was excited for it, I was like, "All right, let me give it a shot. Let me see uh, what what's this about." Yeah, and we still don't know if he went and saw it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> but 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 I did go see it myself. So uh, yeah, like one thing was like there was only seven o'clock showings for it. So when that was going on, I was like, before I went to go watch the movie, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get an early showing because that way I'm not with the crowd. And then I was like, nope, that didn't happen because I looked it up. There's only a seven o'clock showing. And was, was it like, packed? No, I got lucky. Like on some of them, they had like uh, some of the tickets were like there was uh, a little bit like not too much left mm-hmm. on certain parts where you're gonna be like all the way in the front. Where I'm like, I don't want to sit in the front. No, no one wants to sit in the front. No, that so, stiff neck all night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, luckily, I, I got one where it's like okay, like it looks like it's all right. And then uh, I try to get there a little bit earlier so I can get the ticket. So I did get there hours earlier. I uh, got the ticket, picked my seat. Um, when I did get to my seat, there was a there was a couple like right next to where I was supposed to be sitting, and the guy was there was like a dude sitting where like I was gonna be sitting next to, and I said nah, like I moved one over, yeah. and I was like if some other person comes over, I'll take my seat then. But I was like, I don't want to be next to this couple right here, you know, they were trying to be all like romantic or something, <laughs> trying to get you in on it. Yeah, I was like I don't want to be no, uh, you know, was like hey boy, you look like you want to have some fun tonight. He's gonna be like hey, how's my girlfriend look? I was like I wasn't looking at your girlfriend. <laughs> Like, looking sir. at you yes sir i wasn't even looking at her i was looking at you <laughs> he's like all right then boy let's get this going i'll be like i was just kidding <laughs> it's all too late <laughs> uh yeah. you got that sincerity in your eyes boy <laughs> i'll be like help chainsaw paul help <laughs> so basically memo couldn't watch the movie at all he was preoccupied <laughs> <laughs> no so uh yeah i went to go watch the movie um I, I uh, one thing is like you, uh, like I don't know, most of you guys, uh, when you go watch a movie, it usually starts at a certain time where it says, "Hey, we're gonna start at this time." Like this one said seven o'clock, mm-hmm. and uh, usually you got like maybe a good like uh, maybe fifteen twenty minutes afterwards 
where uh, like there's commercials and all this other junk going on. Before yeah, all actually, the trailers and shit. Yeah, before you get to the movie. And uh, luckily, like I went to go get some, you know, like refreshments right beforehand. And luckily, I made it by seven to the place because it started at seven. Holy shit! I was like, oh shit! I was like, if I was, you know, if if I was later, I'd been, I would have missed the beginning. Ah, oh, damn. So um, I don't know. You probably saw like on uh, maybe a, a little bit of uh, other people's post or something where like where the beginning happenings. I, I know I saw it on one of our uh, buddies' posts on there, um, where uh, it showed the beginning. Where uh, they, you know, it's after, right after uh, the the devil's rejects, where they got all shot up, and they're in the car, you know, going through the highway. Uh, that's kind of where it, it starts off, right? Oh, there. Okay. So it starts off there, um, and uh, I mean, I'll I'll mention some stuff. I don't want to give too much away on this because we're not going to give too much, especially that it just came out. And uh, like I said, it came out those three days, and then after, and it was supposed to be only uh, those three days. Uh, and then it was supposed to be coming out on Blu-ray, DVD on October 15th. Uh, one good news about it is uh, that uh, there's some pretty, you know, it was you know, pretty successful as far as uh, what they were hoping for. Yeah, it got it, really it, good reviews. Yeah, it got it, uh, and it did well. Like, uh, they, it did better than they thought it was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? Uh, it's going to be re- uh, released again on theaters. Yeah, an encore Oc- viewing. Yeah, October 14th. So if uh, you, you got uh, if you wanted to watch it, you get a chance for these past three days. There's your chance, and you got some, you know, some time. So if you want to plan it out, there you go. Yep, uh, one night only, one showing only. So. Yeah, one showing only. And if you miss out, too bad. That's so just sad. probably already sold sold out. <laughs> Especially by the time you cryptors hear this episode. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like a, like a month in advance, <laughs> so you might yeah, have a chance. Yeah, but you're talking the movie did that well. It only played three three nights the initial run. Yeah, and then they're only going to do one night, one showing. It's probably already sold out, but oh, you guys go ahead and try it anyway. Yeah, I mean, I got lucky because, I mean, it wasn't sold out where I was at, so maybe you get lucky like I did. Yeah. And uh, it's probably going to be like maybe how, how it was for me, where it's just only one, you know, one showing once that day. So, uh, yeah, just be on the lookout for that. Um, but, yeah, like it starts off where they're, uh, they got shot up in their car. Then it kind of like goes off to like where there uh, goes to like a newscaster talking about it, talking okay. about the three. Um, and, uh, one thing I'll give away is like how me and Paul and Steve were mentioning, like, we were hoping like Dr. Seton has kind of some kind of uh thing to show up on it again. And, uh, no, no Dr. Seton. God damn it. <laughs> so Paul's already probably sad about that, which you just heard him. Right yes, now. I am. Yeah. So, uh, no Dr. Seton. Uh, but what it does, it mentions how many times they got shot. I think they said like maybe like 20 bullets a piece. Jeez. So they're all like shot up and then they were giving him like no chance of surviving. Uh, but they do survive, so that's why like they they go into that montage uh, of that stuff that you saw in the trailer, yeah. where it's like you know free the three, and they're kind of like getting all this like like uh, what Rob Zombie was talking about was like uh, when he was growing up that he saw like that stuff of uh, Charles Manson, and like uh, when he was going to to trial, and then like they made the you know they made him like the big thing, like people were you know it was making him popular, yeah. He was like the fucking and, rock star. Yeah, Everybody yeah, was, that's how it was. Yeah. They were rock stars instead of like being like looked down upon. It's like it's it's the opposite happens. Oh shit! So that's kind of what was going on with them, and uh, you know they're kind of like in comas or whatever, but they do get out of it. Uh, all three of them, as far as like they they survive. Now I heard Sid isn't in it that much. Is that true? That's true. Okay, and that, and that's that's disappointing for from this fan. Yeah. As far as like because because you hope that he'd be in it, but I mean, uh, after, and that's something after, that like. 
But, um, you know, I'm glad that we can say that to people if they're expecting to see him more, which mm -hmm. I like how I was until I heard just the other day he wasn't in it that much. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it would have been nice to have him in it more, but it's understandable why. And they mention it uh, not during the movie, but afterwards, which was a cool part that I was going to mention later. But I might as well mention it now. After the movie's over uh, and the credits roll and, and the credits are done. Are you sure State. you want to give this away, or no? This is the uh, the good part that I'm going to give away is is not a giveaway. It's <laughs> He's going to ruin the movie for no, you guys. I'm not, I'm not, of, nah, what's I'm not going gonna, on here? Nah, I'm not going to ruin it. Uh, one of the cool <laughs> things to wait for is at the end after the credits are all done. Uh, there's not going to be something that comes up, you know, jumping at you at the end. No, not 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 some kind of weird kind of thing <laughs> like that. But it's going to have a, a a making of montage. That comes oh yeah, out. that's right. So that making of montage, that thing's pretty cool. And they they have Sid had uh, Sid Haig there right there, and he's with Bill Mosley. They're talking and they're interviewing both of them. And uh, a zombie also gets interviewed. And then one thing that comes up through at that interview was that you know Sid's health. Uh, wasn't as good, like as far as like you know, he's not a, a young man anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I think he wanted to do have him do more physical things, and since he's not, and they already had the you know stuff written out where he was gonna do all those physical things. Yeah. But you know, he's not able to do those things anymore like that. So because uh, you know on those other ones he was more physical. Oh yeah, but shit, that was what ten years ago, even longer. Uh, yeah, like longer. Yeah. So especially from that first one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like uh, so he's not uh, you know he's an older man, so he's not able to do some of those things that they want him to do. Like they already had plans for him to do those things, mm -hmm. but you know since he's not able to, they changed it up where yeah with his character he ends up uh, going to death row. They you know they end up you know killing him. They don't show him getting killed. But they, you know, they mention it like in the news. Like they do Memo that. really wants to spoil this movie for you guys. <laughs> nah, well, I'm just, that's the part you asked about. Yeah, but I had no idea. Now you fucked it all up. No, but now I, mean, I don't even want to see it. Thanks, no, fucking Wolfman. God damn it. No, um, I mean, it's not really spoiling the no, movie. No, it's not. But I'm just saying, like, he asked, like, if they get rid of the character. I'm just, I'm just mentioning, yeah, they do get rid of him. And you could have just said, yeah, and not tell me how. Nah, but I mean, they don't show it, man. <laughs> they don't show it, but like they had to change things up because of what, what yeah, came yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was sad that they had to change things up because they had more plans for him. Uh, and we do love that damn character. We do love uh, Captain Spaulding. Did, and did, he, and did, he, did, he did have some cool lines in there. Oh, okay. He had a few cool lines in there. Um, but no, well, uh, in there. no Captain Spaulding get up, though, huh? No, because already, they, they already caught him. So yeah, was, fuck. I know. That was one thing that we were hoping that we'd see him yeah. in the clown. Uh, oh, well, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, but it, that's uh, why I always another, just go back to the original. Another one. clown does show up in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, but uh, thanks for spoiling that. Oh, well, I'm just mentioning that, but I'm not going to say what happens and <laughs> he's, why. He's going to keep going every scene. Oh, I'm just going to mention that. <laughs> nah, so, that's it. So, just no, that. Oh, no, wait, I'm just going to mention this. God damn it, Paul. Okay, so one of the uh, characters or the actors that I do want to mention that comes out on it is Richard Brake. Uh, he's in it, and uh, like, I mean, I I don't know. I haven't seen him in many maybe many films myself. But uh, one that I did watch him in was uh, 31, which was also a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, and he was in uh, Halloween, uh, too. Oh, he was in that one? Mm -hmm. Rob Zombie's Halloween, too. But I mean, the, the performance on 31. Yeah, he was awesome in 31. Like, we were they, talking like, about he was the, the, he was the one. Yeah, he was the one that is, like, the character that you wanted to see more of. There yeah. was two. It was, like, it was, like, you want, it was, like, there was so, there was enough of them right there, but you wanted to see more. And then it was, like, you, you know, you were hoping there was more, and that's what the movie lacked was, like, you wanted more Doomhead, yeah, in there because of like just his uh, portrayal of the guy. And he was he was awesome in this one too. He was awesome in this one, man. Um, which was a good thing because it could have like like they mentioned afterwards, like it could have 
you know, like the chemistry might not have been there. Oh, it, it would have been a make or break thing. Yeah. Bringing in somebody else. Yeah. But the chemistry was there and he plays the half brother of uh, Bill Mosley's character. Uh, Otis. Otis. Yeah. Okay. You so, know what? I'm actually uh, looking and, forward to this now and, that I'm hearing a and, little bit more. And uh, one thing, another thing I got to mention is like uh, Sherry Moon Zombie's performance. Really good as well. Um, I'm going to say something. It's kind of, it's not going to be too much a spoiler, but a little bit was uh, with her character. She's gotten even more insane, man. Really? She, like she, even more than the first one? She, so, so much more that like when I left the theater, this guy, some, one of the people that were watching it with me, like he mentioned this to like the group he was with. He uh, mentioned a part that uh, Otis mentions is during the movie, like she, you know, they, 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 break, they do some stuff, they get reunited. And um, Otis, like, is talking to, sorry, yeah, so they get reunited, and uh, Otis is talking to uh, to uh, uh, Winslow Foxworth Coltrane. Coltrane. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're talking amongst each other, and he's like, man, uh, I think, like, you know, all these years kind of mess with their head that, that she's even crazier, you know, than, than before. Shit. And, and that, like, he, like, you know, that it's even too much for him. <laughs> and uh, that's what the guy mentioned was like, I, I'm glad that guy mentioned that part because she was kind of like off the deep end, man. <laughs> that's cool, though. So and that's what, one of the things that I was looking forward to in this movie was like, uh, like I said, I haven't watched the other two in in uh, in many years. Like I like I haven't seen it for so long. But um, with uh, with Sherry Moon's character and, and the Fireflies, basically, like, you know, they're gonna some crazy ass characters. There's some crazy characters that are going to say some crazy things. And uh, that's one of the things I was looking forward to was like, I was like, I'm, I'm hoping that's part of the formula, which it was in this movie. Um, there's, and uh, also I was hoping, you know, for a few, uh, some pretty cool like death scenes or torture or something that came up on it as nice. well. So uh, that's going to be in the movie. Uh, the plot was pretty good. Like there was some stuff that goes on there. Um, and I'm not going to mention much, much of the plot and nothing's really mentioned in the trailer. Uh, but like all the ca- actors did a really good job. But like I said, Sig was Sid was in there for a bit. Um, he was in there too long. Like I said, like just towards the beginning, and then he was gone. You know what? As long as he was in it at all. Yeah, and, and you know that that's a good thing. It's like uh, with the other one, they even mentioned um, she mentions Tiny, and he was like this really tall, like uh, weird looking dude, like one of the brothers back back in the days. On the other one, he doesn't survive after the Devil's Rejects. Um, and that actor, you know, sadly, you know, he passed away. Yeah. Like, what before that movie came out, right? Something it was. Like uh, yeah, I think it was like right before it came out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, they mentioned him, but he's she's talking to a, another guy that uh, that's in it. Uh, he's a shorter guy, like he's a, a little person. Okay. And he was also in Thirty One. Yeah, uh, he's in Candy Corn also. What? Now, now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that guy did look familiar. Huh. Um, what was his name? Pancho, Pancho Moller. Yeah, Pancho Moller. He was cool. He was cool in Candy Corn too. It's just not enough going on in it. Yeah, he plays a Mexican in this one. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, shit. His name's Pancho. Yeah, but I mean, like on that other one, he was like a like a German uh, Mexican or something. Yeah, he was like a Nazi Mexican. <laughs> yeah, because he's like you could tell like with his accent, like he sounded you know <laughs> yeah Latino. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So on this one, he's pretty good. Like, but he plays more sympathetic character on this one. Okay. Uh, he's not just the jerk on that one. Um. So yeah, like he did. They, you know, like most of the characters are pretty. Some pretty good characters on there. Um. So uh, Emilio Rivera comes up on this one, and uh, you might remember him from uh, Mayans. 
and from Sons of Anarchy. Okay, yeah. And he plays, uh, I mean, kind of like, I don't know, like the uh, the Fireflies are already antagonists because yeah. of the, who they are. Well, they got another antagonist? There's another against antagonist, them? but against them. Holy shit. <laughs> and well, he, I mean, I guess that makes sense if they're trying to spin it to where the, the, the public see them as like the good good guy kind of outlaw rock stars no and that, that's what made the, the movie fun too yeah like so it, i guess that does kind of make sense yeah so i am not going to mention uh, much about that but uh he does a good job in it as well um and like i said danny trejo is in it but he's probably in it for maybe like three minutes and uh but he had but he has a part that uh comes to play uh later on in the movie he's selling tacos huh. <laughs> I just saw like how they mentioned about that uh, the stupid stuff about people going to area what fifty one or whatever. It's called. Oh yeah, and then uh, Danny Trejo did like a little thing on his uh, Instagram where it showed him with his taco truck waiting <laughs> there in area fifty one to sell people tacos. Dude, they, uh, I'd saying, go just saying, to get saying, the tacos. Saying his tacos are out of this world, and he has like an alien in looking uh, <laughs> off the side of his you know taco truck. That's awesome, dude. Just a couple of weeks ago, I, I watched this uh, this video is like a newscast, and Danny Trejo actually like. Save some person's life. Oh, he yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. he he was there uh, was an going, accident or something. Yeah, he was going uh, uh, at a stop at a, at an intersection, and there's this fucking wreck right in front of him. And you see in the camera him running across the street, like through the intersection, and like rip somebody out of the car. I'm like, holy shit, Danny Trejo's really the man, dude. He's fucking awesome. Huh. Um, Clint Howard comes up on this one. I did mention a clown. Yes. And he plays a clown on this Nice. One. And I'm not going to mention what happens on that one either. But does a good <laughs> job would, as well. He would make like a perfect fucking clown too. He's already got that weird looking face. Well, I think he was on some, uh, what was it, the uh, Ice Cream Man movie or something? Uh, you, it sounds familiar, but he's actually in a lot of movies that you don't even know of. That's even true. just like in the background. That's true. Um, like, yeah, The Water Boy. Since yeah. I mentioned me drinking water all the yeah. time. So he's in that one. But uh, yeah, he's in it. Uh, and I don't know if I want to say anything more about this movie. No, I think that's it, man. You said enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not giving anything from the plot away except for, like I said, the beginning. Because, of, uh, like I said, you probably saw like uh, the beginning at least where they're coming out like after they got shot up and going through the road. Um, and then, like, Paul, he asked me about uh, <laughs> Sid Haig. So uh, no, you you definitely hyped it up, hyped it up more. I actually <laughs> want to watch it now. But uh, yeah, so like that was, was that your phone going off? That time it was. Yeah, he's fucking interrupting the show. Turn your phone on silent, asshole. The vibrate. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, like I said, it, it was it was worth the watch. Um, and uh, like if you guys were looking forward to to uh, viewing this one, uh, maybe from the last show when uh, Mad Mad Steve mentioned this. Uh, he, uh, you know, he kind of hyped it up, uh, but like me being part of the show, I was like, all right, like if I get a chance, I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to watch it, especially that it's only out for three days. Yeah. And like I said, we don't even know if Steve went and seen it. I haven't, I talked to him a little bit, but you know, just enough to know that he wasn't coming on the show tonight because he huh. had to work, but I don't know if he's seen it. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, this movie is worth the, it was worth the watch. Um, and, uh, I will say this though, like when he does get back onto the show, hopefully it's the next episode that we'll give him a little time to talk about it. Even though you guys already heard it from us or from Wolfman, we'll let we'll let we'll, we'll let Steve talk a little bit about it if he's seen it. Yeah, if he's seen it. But if not, um, I mean, it's got my recommendation, and like I said, it had uh, lots of elements that I was looking forward to. Like I was like, okay, as long as it has this, this, and this, I'll be happy. And it had like the elements, and it was it was <laughs> like, a movie worth watching. As long as it's got tits, dicks, and pizza, I'm all for it. Well, it did have. Boobs. 
<laughs> so you're saying and then and they're they're in they go to mexico so there's no pizza man there's rice and beans though. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what that's just as good though so tits and, dicks they, and tacos yeah because they uh they were by a whorehouse so well danny trejo brought the tacos and and the dick so we had the you said you had the titties yeah, there's that, a, that's the makeup for a fucking perfect movie right well, there. Yeah, there, there's a whorehouse that comes up and nice. the whores that hang out with the... Uh, so the definitely a, a two thumbs up for Memo. <laughs> two thumbs up from Paul and he hasn't even seen yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. That is a thumb, right, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I got three thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely go watch that. We got anything? That's yeah, it? it was a fun movie to watch. Um, I think that's it as far as... Oh, yeah, we, we touched on everything as far as... Uh, what's we touched on ourselves. Yeah. Uh, now we are. Oh, oh, oh. Now we're going to touch on each other. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the next thing we want to talk about is uh, our man Chainsaw Paul here. He was a lucky king. Yeah. He got to go uh, to Universal's Halloween Hunt. Yeah, that's, that's and, what uh, it's called, right, Paul? Uh, the Halloween Horror Nights in okay. Hollywood. Oh, oops, I messed that up. Yeah, he fucked it up. But, uh, but I mean, you know what I'm talking about because it's like it's one of those things that like I've hear I've heard about it, but. I mean, it's pricey to go to that thing. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, it it sounds like the most fun just because like I hear things about it. Like the 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 most things that I hear about it is like it's fun, um, and it's the best one to go to as far as like the theme park places because they have the best makeup. You know, the people that uh, actually like try to be actors, they're there doing their thing. And uh, one of some of the stuff that I saw that was cool that I shared with Paul, but he didn't get to see them was that uh. Actually, Rob Zombie was there with Sherry yeah, Moon. Yeah, dude, Rob Zombie, Bill Mosley was there, Greg yeah. Nicotero was there, and I didn't see any of them. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> you were but in I the mean, wrong was, spot, man. Um, I went with my buddy Aaron. He actually uh, paid for both of us. It was like a, a, a like an early, kind of late birthday present for me. How actually, it ended up being a, a late birthday present for last year, and then he bought me something while I was there for this birthday coming up. So I was like, fuck yeah, Aaron. <laughs> He's like, when we were there, he's like, you could probably say I'm like your sugar daddy today. I was going to say, I was like, man, Aaron, I was like, you, uh, you, uh, you a cool ass friend right there. Yeah, dude, he, he bought me dinner and everything. Well, he bought me, we, he bought the food when we, we first got there or before we got there. And then I bought when we left. So I didn't want to feel like I, I wasn't helping at all, but <laughs> it was pretty cool. We you, went to, uh, you know, you know when, uh, Paul mentions that he bought the food afterwards, I think it's, uh, it's code for other things. Like, <laughs> yeah, had, I think it had Paul, to have been, I think Paul had to put out after <laughs> wink, all that. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> now it was pretty cool. We went on the, the fan preview night. So it was the night before it actually opened to the public. Well, to the general public. Like, yeah. I mean, anybody can get these tickets, but it was, uh, like a special night. So they had other things going on. Yeah, and you got to pay a pretty penny. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a lot more than. Then I'm not going to say what Aaron spent on our tickets, but it was a lot. And uh, yeah, that uh, that friend must love you, man. Yeah, oh, he's fucking awesome. But anyway, shout so out was, to Aaron. Yes. So, oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that night it was more of like uh, they had some uh, different events going on. Um, uh, it was like a press night also, so there's like a lot of people there taking videos and. It was actually kind of annoying when we're going through the uh, some of the mazes we had that you know they're just normal fucking people with their damn YouTube channels but somehow they got press passes and they're filming the whole the whole maze with their phones and shit. What's the point of uh, what's the point of that? Yeah, like why would you film a maze like I don't know like lots of YouTube stuff I don't get myself. Yeah, there was a me, lot me, too. I, I don't know like maybe it's me my age. I'm 41. But I don't get that stuff it's like 
why show everything? I understand, like when it comes to so- something like that, like you you want you you want to go in there not knowing. You're trying to get surprised it, it, exact, and scared. Exactly. So I didn't watch any of those. Um, well, there wasn't any of them for the new mazes this year because, like I said, we went on the night before it opened. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just saying, like, exa- you you know, that kind of stuff is like you don't want to spoil no. that stuff for people. Like, now, I mean, you can show the, like before and after. And then, yeah, like, that that's it. You know, don't show what's inside. After the fact, though, like the next day, I watched a few of them just because I wanted to relive it. You know. Yeah. Um, but it was really fucking annoying because they would stop so they can just film everything. And I'm like, we're trying to go to get to the next scare because everything's on like a time, you know, mm-hmm. it's all timed. You should have just pushed them to the ground, Paul. <laughs> I moved some of them. I went around a couple of the dudes and then they somehow they ended up in front of me again. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You know, because like if you miss. Well, it's a maze, Paul. So maybe they took the a left turn and when you took a right, and they took the shortcut. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, you, you go in there and if you're not on that right time, then. You just missed a scare or you see a scare before you actually get through the curtain. Somebody else is going through it. And it's like it kind of some of those ruined it for me a little oh, bit. But yeah, it was still yeah. fucking fun. Yeah, that, I can understand that, especially where it's like, you know, OK, you already see what's going ahead of you when it yeah. was like blocked off before. Yeah. And uh, Aaron, he actually was behind me quite a ways because he was he was smart about it. And he wanted to time it to where like when I went through, I already did the scare. By the time he went through it, it started over. So I was like, "Man, I need to get on that kind of schedule." He's he's in, he's uh he's weighing back a Paul. So like he that, was. That, that way, you can hear Paul goes, "Shit, I just shit my pants." <laughs> like, watch it, Aaron. There's shit all over the ground. <laughs> I know because I did it. <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was pretty fucking cool. They had should've a lot of good huggies. mazes. <laughs> yes, there's. Some, I, I should have wore the fucking huggies. <laughs> there was a lot of cool mazes. They had us. They had Stranger Things. Um, uh, oh, how was us? Us was fuck. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. Now, I love the movie. The movie was fucking dope. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it would translate very well into a, a haunted house maze. You know what I mean? But it did. It did. It was one of the creepier ones I went through. Huh. What about? And, and then uh, you said Stranger Things. Stranger Things was pretty cool. Um, the the best thing about it was looking around like the set pieces. Mm-hmm. So you're like in the in the in the living room of the house or something or. Did in the it, laboratory. Did and, it have those lights? Yeah, it had it had the the Christmas lights and shit, and and that was basically the the cool thing about that because there was wasn't a whole lot of like jump scares. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of uh, area where there really wasn't anybody in them. You just walk through like it will look like set pieces, but it was still pretty dope to kind of feel like you were there. Um, they had Demi Gorgons coming out of like walls and shit towards the end, which was it was pretty cool. Huh. Um, that really wasn't one of my favorite ones, though. Um, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space one. How was that one? That was so fucking awesome. And you guys, you, you Christians know, I, I love met- Killer Clowns. That, that was like our second episode. Yeah, you guys did that uh, episode. And that, was a, that was a cool one. Yeah, and, and going through there, dude, you're, I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because you're <laughs> just no- I'm noticing every single thing from the movie. Now, uh, did they have the popcorn gun? Yep, they had the popcorn gun. Um uh, one of the clowns like was jumping out and he, he didn't shoot popcorn at us, which I was like kind of disappointed, but <laughs> that been th- cool. that was, that's like a lawsuit you, waiting to happen though. No, no, no. But I mean, at the, the, at least like some kind of air fly out. Like, like I didn't feel that, but I, it, it may have, and no, I might've just but passed I'm just saying, it. That'd been cool. Like if they did like a, like when he shot, like it just like shot out uh, air that smells like popcorn. It did smell like popcorn in there. Oh, in certain well, that's areas. cool. Then. That's cool. Like the the one where the, the the little guys are coming out of the the bathroom sink and and the hamper. Yeah, it smelled like popcorn in there. Huh. And then and then going through uh, 
like the can the cotton candy. Yeah, cotton candy. The, I was gonna uh, ask about cocoons. That. Yeah, I I could swear that it smelled like cotton candy, but it might not have. But it might have been just my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> but because I was just loving every single minute of it, dude. Huh. I'm did here. It, did it have the music too? It had the music. It had everything, dude. You had they played little clips from the movie, so oh, you can hear cool. like you can. There was one point where we went through these curtains and they were shaped like doors. Yeah. There was like six of them, yeah. and you could hear another door, another door. <laughs> like, yes, that was from and the then, movie as well. Yes, it was from the movie. If you guys haven't seen it, and Aaron's never seen it, so he's not noticing any oh, of the shit. He actually, the only that, thing that, that he, he that, then he needs to watch it afterwards. To yeah, him. I told him the only thing that he, out of all the mazes that we went through, the only thing that he's seen was Ghostbusters. Oh wow! <laughs> so he hasn't even watched Stranger Things. Nope. Or us. Didn't see us, none of them. So I was what like, was, man. Was, there, was there Rob Zombie? Uh, yeah, there was uh, the House of Thousand Corpses. That How was, was that pretty. One? Oh, that was dope, dude. Doctor Satan was in there oh, everywhere. Wow, because it was more like you know House of Thousand Corpses yeah. instead of Devil's Rejects and all that. That's like perfect for those mazes. Exactly. So I was loving that one too. Um, I didn't have a press pass, which I'm like. Dude, I'm the host of podcast from the crypt. Where the fuck's my press pass? You had, you had your shirt on as well. Yes, or I would have took some. Yeah, yeah, I did. You go there, they're like the mafia. Who you? Who you? Who Shit. you? <laughs> I'm right here, dude. There's my face. <laughs> I'm like, I would have took more pictures of of some of the stuff. You know, not spoiler kind of shit, but like full on video, I think is kind of ruin it. But pictures. Nah, I think you pictures can watch, are okay. You can look at pictures and, and still go in there and get scared. Yeah, you're not gonna know when it's gonna come up. Exactly. Uh, I took a few pictures like outside of the the mazes like in the scare zones and shit mm-hmm. we went through every single one of the mazes and then we still had time to go on some of the rides there and shit so because i'd never been there yeah to you, universal oh, at you all never been there no i i yeah uh, I, I went there like a couple years back i had a pass like for the full year damn so. <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's fun but uh yeah the you know to me is like one of the best times is is when you went oh dude it was fucking because, amazing like, like i said i've never gone myself because uh you know even if you're a, a uh, your past person, I don't, it's, I don't, it's either extra or I think it's just, it's, I think yeah, it's always you, separate. You, you got to get, it's one or the other. Yeah. I think it's always separate on that one. And or if you have the, I think it's, if you have the year season pass, then you have some kind of discount mm-hmm. for the, the, the fright night or the but horror like, night. But like I said, it's still pretty it's penny. It's still mask. like a it's still lot. Pr- pricey. Yeah. Like I know how much those tickets were. Like I said, I'm not going to say it, how much he spent on me, but I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. That boy must love you. <laughs> um, Definitely fucking amazing. It was fun, dude. I I got I actually got scared once on the whole night though. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good for a, for a horror fan. Exactly. Just, I didn't think I would like, at like, all. Like, like with me, it's like not much scares me. I mean, once in a while, like yeah, but most of the time, no. <laughs> it, it was uh, it was only in one of the mazes, and it was one of their original mazes. It wasn't a a theme like licensed movie maze. Mm-hmm. It was just one of these, uh, just one of their original mazes. And mm-hmm. It was actually a pretty cool maze. Um, you're walking through, and it was like more of like a like a rustic kind of ritual, almost like a Blair Witch with the stick figure figurines and shit. And I, I don't remember the name of the maze, but it, it was pretty cool. And the reason I got scared on it was I had looked behind me to to say something to Aaron, and when I looked t- like back towards me to go forward, the the guy was standing like right in front of me. And I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> that was the only time I got scared though. <laughs> it was like a legit scare, and I'm not. I'm, I'm. You just weren't expecting him right there. No, because he was like boom. And you know that that like with me, like I don't. I'm not. I don't aim to scare people, but I always scare people somehow. Like not everyone, 
But like, um, and I don't know if it's just jumpy people, but I've done that like with my cousin and with my aunt where it's like, I don't intend to do it, but I'm just like standing somewhere or just walking somewhere. But I don't walk like with heavy steps. My steps are light. So while I'm, when, I, when I'm walking or just like standing somewhere, they don't expect it and then they jumped all and then they're all scared. I'm like, why are you all scared? I was like, I didn't even do anything. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. And then uh, recently at work, the same thing happened. (laughs) Um, I think the girl was doing something. And then I kind of like walked up on the side of her. And I was just like waiting on the side. And then she turned around. She's like, holy shit. (laughs) And I was like, I didn't do nothing. And then she's like, I didn't even hear you come over. And I was like, I guess it's got that Michael Myers kind of thing yes. going on right there. And I, told, I was joking with her. I was it like, didn't Man, help that you're holding a big ass butcher knife either. Maybe, <laughs> but uh, but she knows you to hold that butcher knife <laughs> with with a with a dead pig on the side. Yes. With the other hand, um, yeah. So like, I was I was joking with her. I was like, oh, maybe I'll become one of those maniacs that kill people. <laughs> you were joking, and, right? Yeah, I was joking. But she was mm-hmm. she was like, well, if it's one of your dreams, <laughs> shoot for the stars, memo. <laughs> exactly. But no. Um, yeah, so it's just a thing like that. But uh, how was the rest of it, man? It was it was dope, dude. It was fucking one of the best nights ever. Um, I haven't been to very many of those kind of places before. Like we had a a season pass for the not scary farm a couple of years ago. So me and my wife would go there like almost every other night in that in that little season. I think it's like two weeks or something, three weeks. Uh huh. So uh, not scary farm. Yeah, and and I still love not not scary farm though. Even though going to the Universal one. There's things about the knots that I like. I don't, not necessarily better, but I do like, like going through the ghost town with to, the fog. Oh, I fucking love that. To me, there. to me, I think uh, what you're thinking of is like uh, the way I hear it from you. Cause like I said, it never did the universal one. Yeah. But to me, it still sounds like everything that I've been hearing about and that it's like top notch stuff right there. And, and Universal, and, and, and it, it has, and it it has is. a lot of the stuff that you've seen in, in, in the movies or whatever. Yeah, that's the one thing they have over something like Knots. And, Knots has just, like, a, the original... And that's what I was going to say is, like, to me, is, like, that, and that's one thing that, like, uh, could be a plus or minus, but to me it's a plus as well, is, like, that even though, like, and it sounds the way, same way for that I'm hearing from you, is that uh, it has, like, originality towards it and, like, how it has that uh, ghost town feel yeah. of the, you know, the Old West... That it works for it as well. Yeah, I love walking through Ghost Town with the fog and like the the guys going out the the, the scrapers. You know, they scrape across the ground. Uh-huh. There wasn't any of those kind of guys at at Universal. Mm. Um, I was expecting some of the makeup work and costumes to be a little bit better at, at Universal mm-hmm. because everybody who's been there, you know, years before, told me it's like oh, it's like movie quality shit. It, inside of the mazes, some of it is the props and everything are um, the killer clowns outfits were like were straight out of the movies but i went through the walking dead one and the zombies didn't, didn't look that great mm. they're just masks uh-huh. i was expecting like movie quality makeup going on yeah and that might have been the case you know years back when they first did the walking dead mm-hmm. but um it was kind of lacking in that a little bit now the things that they were wearing like a lot of the the, the scares they were cool so you did the walking dead maze as well then huh? yeah so um, oh, and you said you never been there. So mm-hmm. I, when I, I've done the maze too, so I'm thinking it's probably the same maze. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you think though? I mean, when I saw it, like, it was cool. Like the set pieces nah, were cool. Nah, You're yeah, walking through the prison yeah, and shit. I, yeah, I feel the same way as like uh, the zombies make, were just a little lacking though. Yeah, it could have been better makeup mm-hmm. as far as that. But like, but it's a cool uh, maze and and like 
the set that they have on there, like you see like the hospital and everything. Oh yeah. Like even was. waiting in line, you're waiting inside, like right before the hospital and like, yeah, everything's wire, all wires and everything's yeah. all ripped out. Yeah. So. It looked really cool. Um, so it was still fun, but just when it came to, I thought the quality of the, the makeups would be better, the, the costumes, but basically it was just all masks. I took a picture and you guys probably saw it on our Instagram where me and Aaron were standing there with a couple of zombies. Yeah. And they were just full on latex masks. I could see the guy's eyes through his the little eye holes. I think Paul caught him when they were down there smoking break. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> You're like, zombie smoke? <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, uh, Tom Atkins at the end of Night of the Creeps. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> walking out with those fucking puffing his cigarettes. Yes. Still. <laughs> so it was pretty fucking fun. You guys should go if you can. So since you went to Universal, like, and like I said, never done that one. Um, did they have any of the other rides like still open? Like how I saw that you went yeah. towards like the Simpsons area. Was that yeah, Simpsons I went on the Simpsons on? ride. I went on a Jurassic World, the Mummy. The oh, Mummy the, was the, actually the, pretty dope. The Jurassic World is new. Yeah, I, well, I haven't been on the old one either. But yeah, but I mean, you never Aaron, wanted. Aaron anymore. was telling me that it was like all new. <laughs> yeah, so it was fun. The Mummy was pretty fun. The was, Mummy was the best one for me. I was like, holy shit! He actually uh, before the drop, he nudged me, so I was like. I expected it because he was like, he nudged my, my uh, shoulder. Uh-huh. So I expected, but I'm glad that he did that because me and Drops aren't the fucking best of friends. You would have really did have an accident. Yeah. So after the, after the ride, I was like, dude, thank you for doing that. You'd be like, IBS, <laughs> IBS. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that was actually a pretty fun ride. It was short, but for what it is, it's fucking trippy. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's not a long ride, but it, it is cool. Yeah. So that concludes our fucking banter for this episode. Well, yeah, and like from what I can hear from Paul, <laughs> he does recommend going to the Halloween hunt. Oh, so definitely. If you guys the got horror nights, yeah, horror nights. I always mess that up now. <laughs> well, always. I think what's the Halloween hunt? I think that might just that might be like the, the Los Angeles Halloween hunt, huh? I don't know. Maybe I'm just making it up, and we got. Or maybe <laughs> that's just the general term for the what it is. Yeah, I gotta just. It's gonna be my new business. I want to just have like a, a cave. <laughs> Look, it's a Halloween hunt. You would have paid me like five bucks to get in. Be like, there's nothing there. <laughs> You're just in there, like half naked, eating like a sandwich. <laughs> oh shit! Come out. And I'm like, that's the scariest shit I've ever seen. For real, if if, if that did happen, they would be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, this next movie that we are going to be uh, doing a uh, spoiler-free review is an upcoming movie called uh, My Soul to Keep, uh, which is directed by Ajmal Zahir Ahmad. And, uh, you know, we got lucky enough where uh, someone else reached out towards uh, Paul on the show, and, uh, and we got to uh, review this movie before uh, the public gets to watch it. It's going to be out in... Uh, festivals it's been out in festivals as well um and it'll be coming out on uh video on demand on october 4th uh for all you people that are interested and with this movie uh we were lucky enough to uh watch it before the public and uh 
Uh, one thing that uh, that I saw, like, uh, and and Paul, you know, he agrees as well. Is like this one's kind of more. Um, it's aimed towards uh, families. Yeah, it's definitely one of those family horror flicks, kind of like a like Goosebumps or like Stranger Things, kind of more of like a family type of horror. Yeah, you yeah. know, because it's it has to deal with kids. Yeah, I think, and and in, uh, like how you're mentioning family horror too, it kind of comes to mind is uh, an older one that I kind of was recently watching myself, and uh, that's uh, Troll, the original Troll. Yeah. Yeah, that that one I, I felt like that's kind of like a family horror. Yeah, movie. it is kind of. Um, it's kind of like a horrible movie, but I mean, not. not it's the, not as the, bad as the, 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 the sequel. Yeah, the first one wasn't that bad. Um, and and you know when I was watching it, uh, kind of getting off topic again, like we do sometimes <laughs> yeah, here, I do but, all the time, <laughs> all the time. But uh, rewatching uh, Troll, I didn't notice that uh, the actor, the the boy that was in it, the 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 uh, brother that was the older brother of the girl that gets uh, taken by the troll and and. You know, he takes the form of her. That was actually the the same actor that did uh, a tray that was a tray you on a Never Ending Story. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. <laughs> yeah, I just I looked that up. I was like, "What? That's him? Holy shit!" And that's a few years after. I don't know if it's like a year or two after Never Ending Story, but huh. he, he looks a little, you know, quite a bit different on there. So yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so when you watch it, you're gonna be like, "What? The tray you?" <laughs> if I watch it again, you know, you're gonna watch it now. They mentioned because yeah, you're, you're one will. of those actor people. I like, probably will. <laughs> You're like, Patrick Wilson was in Troll. <laughs> what? I'm fucking watching that shit. I watched the whole thing, and I'm like, where the fuck was Patrick Wilson? <laughs> like you God said, damn Daddy, it, Wolfman. Like you said, Danny Trejo was in, uh, what's it called, Candy Corn. Yes. He, that's just because Danny Trejo's in everything, <laughs> dude. He was probably in Troll. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, we watched uh, My Soul to Keep. And uh, it was it was a cool flick. Like we watched it, and like we, the first thing that we got to see was the uh, the trailer for it. Yeah. And the trailer got us hooked enough. We were like, okay, I want to see what's going on. Yeah, I was super stoked when when we watched the trailer, and then uh, the production crew hit us up. Hey, we're gonna send you the movie. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we watched this one, and um, like like uh, for the most part, like we we. Uh, to me, it's like we both enjoyed this movie. Like we both liked the movie. Oh yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, and uh, one thing is, like we said, it's like uh, geared towards families, so there's there's not going to be uh, gore. In no, movie. it was uh, essentially a bloodless movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it was cool. Like it was a kind of like a take on um, like when you're a kid and uh, you got those stories and different things about like. Uh, like oh, there's a monster in your closet. Yeah. Or there, or there's monsters under your bed. Some kind of stuff like that, you know. Like uh, any, you know, you you go, you know, you think about your childhood. You know, like you had cousins or or, or older siblings or friends that would kind of mention that kind of stuff. You yeah, know, trying to torture you and shit. Yeah, so you get all freaked out. I had I had my cousin that she tortured me with like when I took a shit. <laughs> I took a shit and then she was like the the mono the, the the hands gonna come out and get me from a, while I'm taking oh, a crap. Shit. So they want to take a crap. <laughs> you still can't take crap by be, yourself. I, I'd be like crying while I'm taking the shit <laughs> and she'd be laughing. Is that why you asked me to go in the restroom with you earlier? Um, I was like this is kind of weird but kind, I'll do kind, it. Kind of hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, Memo. You could have just explained it to me. It would have been okay. Yeah, he's like, Paul's like that, trying to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all trying to look away, but I just can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, with this one, like I said, it, it has like that kind of feel to it, where uh, you, you're, uh, you know, it's got that monster in the closet kind of feel to it, and uh, the story is really cool. 
how the plot goes through the uh, the production on it. it's really good. It's really good. Like I was surprised by yeah. the look and feel of this movie. And yeah. it's essentially a low budget movie. Yeah, because it's like uh, a lot of the stuff. It's like uh, just the way they uh, they mapped it out. Like the art direction, whoever that one that person was, they did a good job uh, as far as like uh, what they wanted to show on the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like uh, like how some of the dark uh, spots and the, there's quite a, quite a few uh, times where it's like really dark, so uh, that kind of you know that'll freak out the kids as well. Yeah, I mean just it, just even like the, the the color tones they chose to use, you know the kid has has like Christmas lights and stuff in his room. Yeah, and it, it looks really cool. And too. It, yeah, it looks really, like the glow of it and all this and that. And like they did a really good job with this, the the tone of the movie, the 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 visual tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah, um, the, like the, act, the actors did really good. Um, and they're it, all, uh, uh, like, I wouldn't say no names, but they're up-and-coming actors and shit you yeah, know, from like, around that area. Yeah, because it's like I haven't heard of any anyone. Yeah, you're not going to get anybody that, um, you know, most people have heard of. Yeah, and then uh, the kids, they're, you know, they're kids, so, like, they're, they're introduced, you know, like, hey, this is, you know, so-and-so. This, yeah, and, and they, they did a really good job for the, for these kids and basically their first gigs, you know? Yeah, so... Um, the uh, like the main kid uh, Eli, he did he did a really good job throughout mm-hmm. that movie as well, um, and his friend, you know, like it's like with this one, it's kind of like um, when you when you watch this movie, it kind of feels like if they're like uh, you know like it could be like actual like ha- actually happening because like these kids feel like they're real, and these characters feel real like these kids like this is uh, the stuff that kids would do yeah nowadays. a lot of the things that they, they would say they're just their dialogue feels natural for mm, yes for like what they're going through and they're like just being kids yeah and even like the parents dialogue as well like it's it's done pretty well like uh yeah uh eli's dad there's some things that he he said like a normal dad would say mm-hmm. you know and, and i thought that was really a really nice touch and then uh also like the the sister acting like a, a an older sister as well yeah um uh, the the only thing like I, I told Paul is like I I had a little gripe on one thing was just like uh, uh, like how the sister just I mean but that's just how the sister was that's her was character like, yeah that's her character but just like that how you know she didn't it's kind of, it felt like if she didn't really care about her you know younger brother and, but and she was annoyed by her younger brother but that's understandable because that's how older sister a lot of older sisters are towards uh the yeah and she was like what 16 or something so she's going through that <laughs> going, like, going on 25 <laughs> yeah she, yeah exactly you know she doesn't want to hang out with her little brother or listen to her parents or anything like that yeah so, so she played it really well mm-hmm. so um yeah and then it's like like i said uh, that with that character she was like uh unsympathetic you yeah know, definitely not one for sure with uh, as but on the opposite spectrum, uh, Eli, you know, you can sympathize with the character, and that's good because that's uh, that's our main character. Yeah, there. and they did they did it well. You know, the whole time you're kind of on this journey with him. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're feeling the things that he's feeling. Yeah, and uh, some one of the cool parts is like how they tell the story. Like it's got a backstory. It's talking about uh, where um, what's it called like the uh, the dad was kind of like. Uh, getting tortured by this same type of uh, monster as uh, Eli. He, you know, he brought uh, that character up to the older sibling, mm-hmm. to, to the sister. And uh, she passed it on to Eli. And that's kind of where you begin the movie, is that it's on show and tell. And uh, Eli's uh, sharing 
Yeah, his, mon- yeah, his experience with this monster that's trying to get him. Yeah, so he's telling the whole class about this monster. And <laughs> it's, it's freaking cool. him out. Yeah, the cool thing is like when the, when the movie starts, it's a, it's a cool shot when it starts out because it's kind of going through uh, like a furnace kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of... By the it, way, uh, my furnace is going on in my... My water heater, I should say, actually. Yeah, I told Paul. I was like, like, <laughs> you could probably hear it. Paul was like, oh, not again. And then I told Paul, well, it's like kind of the perfect moment right now because yeah. we're mentioning this movie. And uh, a furnace does have a, uh, a big, uh, big thing to do throughout this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I was saying, like, it's got a cool shot that kind of like zooms through the, the uh, darkness and, and it gets through like a pipe and then it's kind of like an opening. And it's the same opening as a furnace and the same one that comes up in the movie at uh, Eli's house yeah and you actually see this in the trailer too so we're not spoiling too much unless you haven't seen the trailer but i i suggest you see that it's yeah. gonna get you hooked right there yeah so uh like i said he's uh doing his show and tell he's telling talking to the the you know his classmates and uh i don't know it's kind of funny like he's mentioning all that stuff about the monster and um one thing that does come up but it's kind of funny i don't know if paul thought it was funny but uh, he mentions to like uh, the class. He's like, "Hey, so if uh, like he mentions the monster and that it's after his soul, and he's like, yeah. So if I don't show up to class one of these days, know that the monster got me and it <laughs> might be coming for you next." <laughs> so I don't know. To me, I was like, I thought that was a funny part. It was yeah, cool, that was pretty funny. And it, but it was a cool part too. Yeah, I mean, he really scared some of those kids. One of the little girls oh, the like girl. got up and left. Yeah, she shit her pants or something. Yeah, that's one of the 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 scenes where like the dad says something that like a. Yeah, to the you know, teacher. Someone, some real person would actually say, like, okay, so, you know, Eli told a ghost story and some little girl pooped her pants. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. He's like, I really don't get what's, what the problem is. Yeah, because he's kind of, like, talking about, like, how Eli's creative and, like, yeah. he shows the pictures of the monster because he, he uh, did drawings of, of the uh, monster. And they do look creepy. Um, and the teacher holds it and then, like, uh, she's, you know, she's like, hey, you know, give me those pictures. You know, so she, he gives them up to her. And uh, they, you know, the parents end up getting called uh, to to the teacher to have a conference about what's going on. They're they're kind of discussing back and forth, and they mention a few different things. Uh, the teacher kind of comes up with like, okay, there's, you know, she comes up with the conclusion. It's like, okay, well, it's either that there's a monster in Eli's. Uh, there's either problems in the house, something going on right there, or there really is a monster. Yeah, I like that too. That was a cool part. So uh, yeah, so that that goes on, and uh, yeah, that, I mean, it was a cool opening. All that stuff. Aside from the feel of the movie, like I thought the music was done really well. Like all of the music was really good. They had they had more upbeat music for for certain scenes, and it, then they had a uh, like the creepier stuff, and it was really good. But I did feel that um, some of the music was overwhelming at times, especially like the more upbeat music. They had it playing. On, on scenes where the characters were just talking to each other, like, naturally. And, and you would have this this upbeat music. And it was kind of loud, too. I don't know if that was only because I had my headphones on. But it it, it no. just was unnecessary, I yeah. felt, on certain scenes. Yeah, I mean, I, I just watched it through the TV. And to me, like, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that point. Because, yeah, um, yeah it could have been just, like, with the dialogue between them mm-hmm. uh, without that music playing on there yeah, at that point. It, it, it almost felt like... Um, it overpowered that. It did, but you didn't have a whole lot of breathing room in between the music. Mm. Even though the music was really good. Like, I want to say that. Like, it was... they Whoever did the music in the movie, they did a top-notch job. Yeah. It just was, like, kind of a constant thing. So just, I felt just, like I needed a little bit of break when it came to that. Especially when they're just talking. Yeah, but it was just, a, like, a short part. It doesn't... It was just, like, maybe, like, just for a few minutes. Not very much. Of the yeah, of the... Of the uh, 
other than like the the parts where I felt like they didn't need it exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but like for throughout most of the, like like you know like ninety some some odd percent of the movie, it's like you know top notch stuff. Like yeah, that. they had really good cues when the music did come in. You know, um, like I said, I fucking loved the music. Yeah, because it, it had like when that spooky stuff was going, and it had a really good feel to it. Yeah, I don't want to give too much of the plot away. Um, but I will say one thing, uh, but like I said, I'm not going to give too much away, is that uh, with uh, Eli and, uh, and this monster, uh, he can, it goes to a certain point of the movie where it's like uh, either this monster is real or, uh, or there's something wrong with Eli, which would be like, you know, pretty crazy because it seems like he's a normal kid through this movie, even though um, there are parts on this movie where they do say that there is something wrong with Eli as far as some type of disorder. Mm-hmm. The teacher mentions it. His sister mentions it. And not not to mention, you know, her, her his sister is fucking just treats him like shit all the time. Yeah. So there's a lot of that, like, in his head, you know. Yeah. So, but, I mean, as far as, like, that character, I don't, like, I don't really see that there's something wrong with this kid. But, I mean, they like I said, they mention it. So, hey, you know what? At the end... I'm, like I said, I'm not going to give away the ending, so it's either like, it's either there's something wrong with Eli, and he and he does end up being crazy, or uh, or there really is a monster. After viewing this movie, it was worth the watch. It, it was a it was a cool movie. Uh, I like the feel of it. I like the, uh, the like I said the dialogue that was in it, uh, the look of it, uh, and like I said, I don't want to give too much. Uh, the, like the monster that was drawn in the picture in the beginning looked really cool too. But yeah, this movie was worth a watch. It was a fun watch, and uh, that person that uh, reached out to Paul, thank you because uh, this one was a fun one to watch. And uh, for all you people that do have uh, family members, kids, uh, nephews, nieces <laughs> that you want to <laughs> the have whole a, bunch, yeah, the, that you want to have a good, uh, fun, uh, uh, scary time with, uh, this movie uh, is uh, one worth a watch. You know, especially with the family. Yeah, so definitely check it out. We give it our our two thumbs up. It's coming out on uh, October 4th, like Memo had mentioned. Um, Video on demand, so rent it. Um, If it comes out on Blu-ray, I'm buying it for sure. So, yeah, Paul gives it his two thumbs up. I enjoyed it. What do you think about this, Steve? next review for tonight is our Will of Doom winner from last episode is uh, The Lost Boys The Thirst and this one was recommended by Sickle66 on Instagram and like I mentioned before in our last episode I've seen this I own the movie I like it a lot so I was pretty stoked when he, he recommended it and I don't think you've seen it at all huh I have seen it. I oh, you have? I have, but it was like years ago, so like I totally forgot all the plot line. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 I don't think that a whole lot of people have seen it, though, because uh, it's the third one, and a lot of people didn't like the second one, and it's, and, and both of them are following the, the amazing, pretty much masterpiece of the original Lost Boys. Yeah, it's funny because it's like with the second one, I haven't rewatched that one yet, even though we watched the third one now. Yeah. And now I was like, okay, I guess I got to watch the second one at some point. But uh, yeah, with this one, it was, it was uh, I liked it, you know. Yeah, I, I like it too. Um, I like the second one. 
Actually, I have. I own the, the second one and the third one. I don't own the first one. You know why Paul likes it? Because uh, <laughs> Patrick Wilson was in this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like it because Danny Trejo was in the movie. <laughs> no, we're kidding. We're yes. kidding. No, I do, I do need to buy the, the, the first one, though, to complete the, to complete the trilogy. I don't know why I haven't yet. You know, and then, uh, I don't know. We'll get, I guess we'll get to it at some point. I was going to mention is like, uh, you kind of want uh, more stuff to happen as far as, like, uh, maybe some other parts going on at some point. After rewatching this, you know, the third one. Yeah, so we're going to get into a quick review of it. We're, we don't want to get too far off into it. We've already got, like, a fucking long-ass episode again. 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 But you guys love it, so we'll, we'll keep doing it. Huh. Um, yeah, I mean, with like I said, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I mean, I still remember parts of uh, the original, The Lost Boys, the first one. Uh, I don't remember everything. I've, you know, there's quite a few that stuff that happened in it that I'm I'm sure I forgot. Uh, but it like with this one, it had like some pretty cool elements that uh, like it's a new movie, but it did have a few things that kind of remind you know bring you back to the original. Like uh, when the vampires, uh, there's a, a part where they jump out of a a, a jet. Yeah. And they're you know they're going out there without any parachutes, and then they play that the music from that the first movie. So that kind of like has a feel of uh, that that first one. Yeah, you know, the uh, Cry Little Sister. Yeah, and this one is actually a cover by the band Aiden. It's uh, like a uh, by post, your son post hardcore kind of. Actually, that's what I was going to say is that we named my son after that band Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that band. I didn't know that. Yeah, actually, he didn't know that until just a couple of weeks ago. I told him he's like, so you named me after a band, and I'm like, yeah. But here's the cool thing about that too, Aiden. They named their band after the little boy from The Ring. So basically, you're named after the little boy from The Ring. <laughs> <laughs> the creepy boy from The Ring. Yes, a hardcore band and a horror movie. Huh. He just shook his head like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, just be glad we didn't name you Leatherface. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just be glad. <laughs> um, so this movie came out in 2010. Uh, Corey Feldman and... Jameson Newlander come back for it. The Frog Brothers. Yeah, that's a cool element, too. I yeah. like that the Frog Brothers were back in it. I, would, I don't know if they were back on the second one. I yeah, know, um, Corey Feldman played I know, a, a... I know Corey was in it. He was. Yeah, he played a bigger part in the second one. Not too much. And uh, um, Alan, he came back, um, for, and it was towards, a real small, like a cameo thing. And also, uh, um, Corey, Corey Haim came back on the second one yeah. for like a little cameo, but... By the time this one came out, I think he had already passed away. Yeah, well, like, the thing on this one was, like, that we find out that, uh, I guess, you know, years past, like, we see some stuff happen, like, years ago, like, where it shows that they're in Washington, and uh, they're they're fighting vampires over there. It, it starts off, yeah, it starts off a little weird, dude. It's kind of like a espionage action movie. Yeah. But then you... The, the cool thing is when this movie opens up, too, is, like, uh, it has kind of, like... Uh, that uh, that techno music, kind of like from Blade. Yeah, you definitely got like a Blade kind of feel from it. Um, but then you 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 realize that it's kind of just a uh, like a not not what was it, like a dream or something because um, Edgar he wakes up and he's just, he was thinking about that what happened. It, that, to me, it's a, it felt like a dream thing, but I think it's just like thinking about no no that, no. That, that, yeah yeah, it, it happened. happened. It happened, but it was more like a. He, he relived it, kind of reliving it. Yeah, reliving it. So, it, like, in his mind, it was like this action movie kind of thing. Yeah. Because the rest of the movie really isn't like that. Not to that extent, anyway. All right. So, uh, yeah, we find out that Alan Frog, uh, you know, 
has got got uh, gotten bit by a vampire, and now he is a vampire as well. Mm-hmm. He kind of just looked like uh, like regular, kind of like you know, like he looked all right, you know, as far as like you know, as far as the, yeah, they the had years. their whole getup like they used to wear from the first one. So yeah, I, and you know. the, the yeah, even though like it's been so many years since that first one, he looked pretty good, and and uh, so did uh, you know Edgar Frog, uh, Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah, they look fucking great. Yeah, they look they look pretty good. Um, and then later on, when you do see uh, you know. Uh, how he looks like as a vampire later on he's like damn he looks kind of scuzzy and it's like it's kind of weird because it's like when when someone becomes a vampire they usually look like pretty good like on all, all the vampire stuff that we've seen like yeah. even, even like uh, what we do in the shadows it's like they they look kind of you know they look better and you know and then uh what else uh interview with the vampire yeah they, they look all like you know like like oh you got you know it's like you got your powers and then well, even think about like uh, Kiefer Sutherland and then you know David yeah. from the first one. They're you know they're yeah. a fucking uh, big hair band looking, but they didn't look all fucking sleazy. And no, shit. this guy looked like all bummy and yeah, like, he damn, did. he was like a little hermit. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's just funny because like later, um, I don't know. I guess we'll get to that part later. So I'm not gonna mention that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm just saying like that he kind of looked weird. You know, like for a vampire, he's like he's he's kind of looking. Uh, kind of down and out well basically it's because he he's fighting those urges to to be a vampire if you when you see him in his like uh i don't know his fucking little it was warehouse like a, thing like a laboratory yeah kind of where he's making like weapons and kicking and gutting fucking animals and yeah, shit like what was with the gutting of the animals I, i'm guessing that's how he feeds but at the same time i don't i don't know they didn't really touch on it too much. Oh, because, I mean, I can understand that, but they didn't show him eating, you know. Yeah, no, they it. didn't show that. But, you know, uh, Edgar comes in, and he's not afraid of him or anything, so you find out that because he's not trying to be like that kind of vampire, even yeah. though, you know, he is a vampire. Yeah. So more like a Wesley Snipes blade kind of, but just not as cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's a good take on it, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Um, so the the the... the the story of the the film goes: there's um, this rave and shit, and, and and these kids are going to him, and it's the 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 DJ is actually a fucking vampire, and there's this new drug that's going around at these raves, and it's called the thirst, and these kids are taking it and shit, and you find out that it's vampire blood. They're trying to build up this fucking big vampire army. Yeah, so uh, they're trying to build up the, the like it's gonna take over the whole world basically. Because uh, everybody's going to be getting it, and then uh, it's like, what's going to be left on the human, you know, as far as human race? Yeah. Uh, but uh, one of the plot lines as well, like uh, that that's going on, is uh, with uh, Edgar Frog. He's basically kind of down and out as well, because the business isn't doing uh, well at all. Uh, you see him; he's in a little like dilapidated uh, trailer, uh, and uh, the bank's foreclosing on him. So like they're taking away his trailer. He's I'm gotta, like shit. He doesn't even own the trailer. <laughs> yeah, so so that so you know like he doesn't got really nothing going on. He, he has a bunch of comic books, tries to make money off of that. Uh, but then there's oh, that, that was a cool little scene where yeah. he's yeah he's in the comic book shop and selling. He's trying to sell his uh, his comics and but and there were some of the ones from the first movie. Yeah, there's a there's a one special one that Batman one. Yeah, the Batman number and, fourteen. And they, I guess they have a special uh, meaning to uh, the Corey uh, Corey Haim uh, character. Yeah, if you remember, it actually shows a little flashback of, of when they first meet. Um, they all first meet in the first one. Yeah, he's in there looking for a Batman number fourteen. Yeah, and then uh, Edgar's like, "That's a serious book you're looking for." <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's it, kept that one like 
all these years. Yeah, and I guess that 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 gravelly voice that he has throughout this this movie, I guess it's uh, I guess he's since he's this is the first movie, huh? Yeah, he's had that voice, and you know it's gotten a little more gnarly since then. But it really has. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I like that little touch that I, I, he was I trying do, to. I do too, and then like even the grunts, like at first you're kind of like kind of like off on it, and then later it's like you grow with it. It's like it, well, and then you got to remember if you can remember the first one, you know, he would grunt as well. It's, yeah, it's, he it's, would, it's like a frog thing, huh? Yeah. So like I really liked how they were, he, he they they went back to those characters and they did it well. Yeah, even like like when the uh, brothers reunite towards the end, they both do the grunt too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they do like that handshake. Yes. Mm. Yes. Showing the muscles and shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was like. I gotta really re- you know I want to rewatch those other ones as well too. But this one was a good movie. You know what? Um, just really off this one real quick. I just want to say like the second one. I like that one too. I. I thought I liked the the third one better than the second one, but I think I liked them both the same. Okay, for different reasons. Um, the well, I don't know if we'll ever get to a review I, on the I, second I, I one. Think though. I, I think I started watching the second one, and then one thing about that second one that I thought was cool was that uh, Tom Savini is in it in the beginning. Yeah, he is. But He's they, a vampire. They, 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 fuck, they mess him up though. Um, like I was, I was saying, uh, I don't think we'll ever get to a review of it. Maybe one of these years because uh, like there's so many to you know yeah. to review. But um. Oh, I liked how it was sort of not like a, a, a retelling of the first one, but it had the same feel of the, you know, the kids moving to this new town. It was it was almost like a, a, a the same kind of a scene mm-hmm. where they're pulling up in the car and they have the trailer. It was a uh, it was touching on the first one a lot more than than this one we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. But that's good because if they did the same kind of shit in this third one, I, then I wouldn't have liked it at all. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so it, it's not a fucking amazing movie. I'm gonna say that like the first one, I think is it's one of like my favorite vampire movies ever. Mm-hmm. Um, this one isn't, mm-hmm. but it's a really good movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I with this one, I thought it was worth the watch. It's I, definitely I, I, worth I, the I like, watch. I, I liked it. I mean. Um, like like how I, and I feel the same way as Paul's. Like uh, yeah, of course the superior movie is going to be the the original, the last yeah. boys. But I liked it as far as like uh, the char- you know some of the characters were back. Uh, it had the storyline where it touches on uh, some of them, like Corey Hames' character, why he's not there anymore because mm-hmm. uh, it ends up where he turned. So uh, Edgar Frog had to uh, dispatch him, and he feels bad about it too. But he had to do what he had to do. Yeah. Uh, and that's where that comic comes up that we were just mentioning earlier was that he he ends up uh, leaving the comic uh, on uh, the gravestone. Yeah, yeah, and and you know in the in the well, you keep going back to the second one too, but you kind of have to a little bit. They don't. It's not a good uh, uh, direct continuation of the second one storyline, but there is but, still a, little, a couple of things that some, carry some it, over. Some, yes, because some of it does come up on three because it's like. He talks about where like he doesn't have a good rapport with that family anymore because of what he's done. Yeah, and at the end of the the second one, Sam comes up from out of the shadows and shit, and he's like, he's a fucking vampire, and he's talking to Edgar, and uh, you know, he's basically like, he, you can see that he's a is a bad vampire. He, he went to that side, and they come running at each other like they're gonna battle it out, and that pretty much is how the second one ends. So like uh, Wolfman here mentioned, you know, like. He he talks about having to take him out. So if you've seen the second one, you kind of already understand that, even though you didn't see the, the him actually kill him, but you understand what the, the they're going with. And yeah, like he's like I, uh, not really good with the Emersons right now. So he mentions uh, Star and Michael, like because they're like, hey, do you think those guys would come and help? He's like, no, I'm not really good with their family <laughs> right now. 
So I thought that was pretty cool that they actually did mention some of the characters from the first one. And in this one, there's a there's some uh, flashback scenes from the first movie, too, which I thought, to, thought was a nice touch. Yeah. Just to kind of tie everything in. Even though the story, the story in this one's a, like, I wouldn't say bigger, but it's, they tried to make it a little bit bigger than, than like the first one. The first one's a really small, small cast, small like uh, area kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, just a smaller story altogether. With this one, it's like the uh, everything's going worldwide as far as they yeah they they end up going to, yeah. to like some island and shit and. And uh, yeah, you 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 get like a bigger like like Memo said, it, like kind of like a blade kind of a feel to it, but not to to that extent. Yeah, because it's just like the techno feel that they mm-hmm. have on it, and then that's the a little more action it. oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, part of the plot is that there uh, that there's a uh, a character. One of them is like uh, supposedly the brother of some lady that she's like a uh, person that does a lot of books and stuff like that yeah she was uh she's a, a writer of vampire yeah. books like uh like the twilight books yeah so uh with that one it's like uh supposedly like her brother got abducted by the uh the vampires and that you know they you know she wants to rescue him and that's that's where she got uh, she meets up with edgar and uh tries to hire him but he you know he turns her down in the beginning and it comes up later on where he does you know want to accept it because hey he needs the bread <laughs> Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, it was like after that he sees that he's getting evicted in like a week. And I'm like, dude, they need to give you 30 days for this shit. Don't you know your laws? <laughs> huh. Nah, this guy's got seven days. <laughs> yeah, seven days. This is a shithole. You get seven days. <laughs> <laughs> we want it really bad. Yes. Um, yeah. Like they're, they're, they're like, we need to build a mall here, and this is the only thing stopping us. <laughs> this <laughs> shithole trailer. Probably. It, it, it's funny because like after like he gets the, the notice, and then the guy takes off the banker guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, goddamn vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I was waiting for that in the whole fucking movie to do something like uh, like the grandpa said in the first one. You're like, oh, I can never stand all these damn vampires here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> we need to do an episode on the first one for sure. Huh. I think that was the same grandpa that was on Blossom or something, right? He looked familiar, dude. I don't know where the hell. Maybe Blossom. Yeah, he had a, like a distinctive voice as well. Yeah, we like talking about uh, '90s sitcoms here on stuff. yeah here on podcast. <laughs> all, all you younger people are like, "What the hell is that? What's Blossom? Blossom? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Joey! Yes, <laughs> yeah. So uh, they, uh, you know, that that's a you know he's he ends up where like he you know first he turned her down. And then he, uh, you know, like he wants the mo- he needs the money, so he goes back to her. But, uh, you know, in between, while well, uh, you know she was uh, trying to hire, you know, hire him, and she turned, she got turned down. She hires this other dude that's like a Hollywood guy that, like, from uh, from a reality TV that does all this stuff where he yeah, like, wrestles he, a grizzly bear. Yeah, he wrestles crap. grizzly bears and alligators and shit. And he's like, he comes up on his, he was on a motorcycle, right? Yeah, and he. He's trying to be all like he looks like he's all yoked out and shit. But later on in the movie, you see him without a shirt, and it's like, dude, you're kind of flabby. You're <laughs> not really all that. Yeah, but it's like, but it's like uh, how Edgar was talking about that. Um, yeah, they do all that stuff in Hollywood. They they uh, do this thing so like it looks better, and they probably like drugged up that that bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he well, he said is uh, you know, all reality shows are are, are scripted and yeah. staged. And it's funny is I'm pretty sure that he was doing a lot of those reality shows at the time of this movie be, was being made. So it was kind of like him making fun of his own self. Huh. 
Yeah, so she she hired him. So like, yeah, she's gonna get Edgar and that guy to team up to to try to rescue her uh, brother. <laughs> yeah, so that uh, the the reality star guy he he has he brings his cameraman with him on the mission because he wants to film everything for like you know his YouTube channel or whatever. And uh, it's funny is is what I, I just thought it was like, come on, dude, he's got like this little handheld camera that you could buy for like two hundred bucks at Walmart. Mm-hmm. I'm like. You, you think you would have brought some other kind of equipment, dude? If you're actually like the legit guy, you think you are. Uh-huh. I just thought that was like a little bit of a what? Huh. <laughs> with uh, I don't know. With me, um, I I don't know. I I, I didn't you know like I, I don't know. Most most people probably didn't like the character. No, I didn't. I didn't like him at all. But I mean, that was that was the cool part about it was that even though you didn't like you know you didn't like the character and. Uh, nor did Edgar Frog, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, but, like, there was some kind of funny parts as well. The one thing that came up was, uh, like, when they were giving out the weapons, and then uh, the guy wanted, like, a, a weapon as well. They gave him, like, a little squirt gun. Yes. <laughs> and then it, it made a weird noise, too, didn't it? Yeah, it was, well, it was one of those uh, motorized kind of uh, squirt guns, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He even told him, Edgar said, like, um, we're not here to kill anybody that has a heartbeat, so these are all non-lethal weapons. Mm-hmm. So everything will, will kill a vampire. But they they ended up giving uh, stakes as well, and then you got like a weak <laughs> ass like look. Yeah, like, uh, um, Zoe. Zoe. Um, she got like metal stakes. Zoe was works at the comic book shop, and you see her earlier when when Edgar's trying to sell his comics, and you, you can tell that they're friends. She comes along on the mission, and Edgar hands her a metal stake, and. And he's like, where's the other dude's like, where's my stakes? And he hands him wooden ones. Well, how come hers are metal? He's all, you get what you get. <laughs> yeah. Because he doesn't like them. No, and then I think it was a little bit before that, too. He's trying to explain, like, it doesn't matter if it's wooden or metal or even sharp as long as you pierce the heart. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that reality guy, he doesn't think anything's real anyways. He's no, like, he oh, thinks yeah, it's like, all fake. He's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to... Uh, Beat up a bunch of goth kids with some contact <laughs> lenses. He's like, "That's all we got to do." And uh, yeah, there's a point where like he does actually get to uh, the brother, and then he's like, "No, man, it's too early. We can't save him yet. We didn't oh, even yeah. fight anybody." Yeah, dude, like pretty much as soon as they get to the the island, now the the rave that you know the 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 vampire DJs at this new party is right there in their town where Edgar lives, and it's on this little island right off the shore. Mm-hmm. So as soon as, pretty much as soon as they get there into their mission, like the the reality show guy and his cameraman find the the brother that they're looking for. Like Memo said, he's like, "It's too early, dude. We didn't even go get to bun- punch up some goth kids." <laughs> so they leave them there and take off. Yeah, the kids like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they they go over, then they they meet up with the the biggest uh, vampire that there is, like the security guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, so they... they he kind of reminded me of uh, the the big vampire from uh, 30 Days a Night. Mm. You remember, like, the the big bulky one? He kind of reminded me I of him. I haven't seen that one years ago, man. Jeez, man. <laughs> Seriously, Cripsters, why do I have this guy on the show? <laughs> Damn, that's like I got to, like, remember every... <laughs> oh, I've seen it, like, one time. <laughs> like, maybe, like, 15 years ago. <laughs> I've seen it, like, twice. Huh. You're, like, yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, with with this one, they, they do have their fight. The, that vampire's like, oh, yeah, I've been waiting uh, centuries for a good fight. 
So they fight each other, but like the vampire dispatches them like nothing. Oh, he kicks the shit out of the the reality guy. Yeah, not even, not just kicks the shit out of him. He rips out his heart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He kicks the shit out of him and then rips out of his heart. Yes, he does. And then the cameraman's standing there like, holy fuck. <laughs> but what's cool is he actually becomes a little bit of a badass and stabs the fucking... Yeah, he gets him from behind. Yeah, him. comes up and gets him from behind. And, yep. You know, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, he comes up uh, behind and stakes him yep. through the heart. Yep. So I was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool because it's been a while since I've seen it. So when I watched it again before the episode... You, all you see is like the stake coming through the front side of the vampire, and then he, you know, starts to disintegrate. Disintegrate, <laughs> and I'm just thinking, who the fuck is that? Who did that? And it was the the camera guy. Yeah, I was like, oh shit! Yeah, because it's kind of like okay, the badass like already got dispatched, and yeah. you're expecting that hey, that that guy's done. Is like, what do no, you think? The, the camera guy is they gonna have no chance at all? Yeah, and he actually lasts a pretty long time after that too, in, in the rest of the movie. So I was like, hmm. Maybe I should be a camera guy when we're fighting. <laughs> Memo could be Blade. I'll be the camera guy. <laughs> I'll be the the uh, the guy that got his heart ripped through his chest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but th- this movie's a, a fun kind of campy take on the vi- vampire thing. But you know, you got to think about it too. Like as much as the original one is so fucking good, it really is kind of like that too. You know, um, what I like the most about the first one is the nostalgia and the 80s feel. Yeah. But when you break it down to its core, it's kind of a cheesy vampire movie. Yeah. And so is this one. And it captured that. Yeah. And um, I like, I don't want to give any plot away. Um, I mean, we, like we kind of gave some of it away. We, we, got, we gave quite a bit away, but like, I'm not <laughs> going to mention like there's like a twist on there kind of thing. That oh, happened. yeah. We're but, not going to tell you the end because I, even though Memo's seen it, I've seen it. Yeah, um, Sickle 66 has seen it. Yeah. Not a lot of people have probably seen this movie. Nah, but I'm going to say that uh, there was a super cool kill uh, that happens uh, towards the end. Uh, I'm not going to say what happens, uh, but the way it happens is really cool. I, I like the way that I kind of want to say that because it, <laughs> I, I kind of really want to say that because it's one of the fucking most awesome things I've seen. Okay. Not so, only in this movie, but in, in the vampire movie. Okay, like, it was so clever. Oh, yeah, okay, then we're going to say it the, of uh, the way this vampire. Uh, yeah, we won't taken, tell you. But we're not going to tell you which vampire yeah, it is. Exactly. So we're just going to we'll, we'll go ahead, Paul. Yeah, so it. yeah, like he said, we're not going to tell you which vampire this happens to because. It, um, the the kill was I figured I felt was like so clever and like I've never seen it in a vampire movie before as far as the movies I've seen obviously yeah me too so I I want to mention it here even though Memo's like I don't know maybe not but now I think you're on board huh I'm 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 on board because just because like I was like we're not gonna mention like which one gets it um, but it's just the way it was done like you said it was very clever. Um, and like we mentioned, we were talking about it before, uh, I came over here was that, yeah. uh, you know, we haven't seen it in any other movie. Yeah. It, so here, he, what, what the setup is that, that Edgar is fighting a vampire and he's kind of cornered and, and there's really nothing that he can do. He doesn't have any of his weapons. He looks up and there's like a, a, a water pipe kind of a thing, a hose and he, and he pulls it down and it's spraying water. So he goes and sprays the vampire down with water and then starts doing like the blessing rite, saying it in Latin and everything, and it's like it, he makes it holy water, and it's already on the vampire. So once he yeah, because because it didn't affect the vampire in the beginning. No, he's just, the vampire's just laughing at him. Yeah, because it's just normal water, and he realizes this is just normal water, so he starts laughing. But then Edgar starts blessing it, 
And then he starts fucking bursting into flames. And I'm like, holy shit. I've never really seen that before. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was that was uh that was awesome. Uh, clever. It was like you said, cleverly done. Very clever. And to see it in, you know, the Lost Boys part 3. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we got to save it for this one. Yes. So, uh I give it I give it two wooden stakes. I give it uh two holy waters. What do you give it, Madman Steve? Oh, okay. I guess Steve didn't like it. <laughs> well, we enjoyed it. Yeah, we did. And thank you again to Sickle66 on Instagram. You guys go follow him. He posts some g- cool shit. He's a, he's a horror fan just like us. So you guys go follow him. Tell him a podcast from the Crypt sent you. And uh, we, we thank you for the recommendation. And again, like we said last, last episode, you guys, we really like doing these fan picks for our Will of Doom. So get on any of our social media and... Put out your recommendations. We'll put them up on the wheel. Yep. My name is Martin. I'm 84 years old. People think I'm crazy when I tell them how old I am. I'd like to be normal. I just have a sickness. The only way I can survive is by drinking blood. What is this next film that we got going on, Paul? What? It's called what? Oh, we're going to do Martin's. Martin? Yeah, starring Martin Lawrence and Tisha Campbell. God damn it, Paul, you watched the wrong Not damn film. Shit. I was like, dude, this is like this is a show. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so what? You were watching it was going, Martin. <laughs> Martin. <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> no. How you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how you feeling? Uh no, we're gonna do Martin from George Romero. One of the fucking greatest vampire movies. Ever. I think I've already said this before. Oh, okay. Paul watched the right one. Yeah, I did. I did. You know, after I got into like three seasons of the Martin TV show, I realized, wait a minute, there's no vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on their Halloween episode. Maybe, huh? <laughs> but no. Um, I fucking absolutely love this movie. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a very, very long time. The first time I watched it, is when I bought the DVD back in like the early 2000s. I want to say like maybe 2000, 2001. So you bought it without even knowing what it was about? I, it was or just because it had George Romero. It was on George it? Romero. And then, and I'm like, I need to get, I try to get all the movies that he made. So I bought that. You got Monkey Shines? I don't. What? I need to get it. I thought you would have it. I should have it by now, but I have a lot of other ones. Um, but, but you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. I've, I've pretty much seen all of his movies aside from. There's always vanilla, and I think I've watched Season of the Witch, but I don't remember too much of it. Well, I know you've watched more than I have. I've only just seen, you know, a few. But, you know, of course, the zombie movies. I've yeah, seen. yeah. There's another. There's a few other ones that, uh, you know, aren't on the top of the list for Romero movies, but I, I bought them. Knight Riders. You got Knight Riders? Yep. I got I, it. I, I, I just, I still got to watch it all the way through. It's fucking great. Um, and then The Crazies. Crazies, yeah. I tried to get like all the Romero movies that I can. He's like one of my favorite directors. Uh, Martin came out in 1977. It's his take on the whole vampire thing, and it was so original, so clever. It's something like you, you I haven't seen. I like I like it because it's like well, it's like uh, we did the another you know like another vampire uh, episode. Or That's right. Know? This this will be and, our our second vampire themed episode. Yeah. So uh, with this one, it's like it's cool because uh, like we did. Uh, let the right one in. Um, it was cool because it was like original story, a different take on mm-hmm. vampires, you know, it being a, a young uh, 
kind of female, but not quite. <laughs> uh, so that was that was a couple, you know, different like uh, you know throws you off and just different things about it. Uh, with this one, it's kind of like uh, you know also like it's got all these differences as well. Like, yeah. You know, like you're thinking a vampire movie and you got all these thoughts about like what you expect of vampires and it's like totally different when it comes up on this and it feels like kind of like a documentary. And then it also feels like uh, it leaves you questioning um, what's going on as well. Yeah, definitely. As, as far as, uh, you know, Martin, like what's going on with him because uh, basically you're following him and, uh, you know, he's supposed to be a vampire, but uh, you're left with the question, is he a vampire or is he not? And then, you know, you're going through the film and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to decide for it. And uh, Paul kind of decided what he feels that, and with me, I'm still like where I don't know if he's a vampire or not with myself, you know, even after watching the movie, you know, quite a few times. And that's what's cool about this movie is you can watch it so many times and still like not know exactly what's going on. But it, it doesn't leave you like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? No, I mean, it has like the ending and the, mm -hmm. but, it, but I'm just saying it leaves you with that question. Like, was he a vampire yeah. or wasn't he? Because like Paul said, like he, he feels that, yeah, he feels he is a vampire. With me, I'm like, I don't know, man. Maybe he wasn't a vampire. You you don't know, and, and that's the cool part about it, though, yeah. too. And then uh, I like how um, there's a part in the plot that comes up on it where there's a, a radio host that comes up on it, and and uh, Martin ends up talking with the guy, and he becomes kind of part of the show for a bit. And then uh, I like how at the end of the movie, it does have that radio host come up on it, you know. And they're talking about Martin right there. Yeah. And uh, it's left with it, you know, just like open. So that's a pretty cool part. So uh, John Amplis plays Martin. Um, this was like, I think, his only starring role that he did. He was in Day of the Dead in a few scenes. He played one of the scientists. I might have to look that up, man. <laughs> I didn't know that was Martin. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Like, you know, sometimes you don't, you know, uh, an actor from just a certain movie, and then they might have small parts. Another one, yeah. it's like you, you know, like someone like Paul. He's like, yeah, he was on that one. It's like, whoa, blows my mind. Well, I mean, there was a couple that I forgot about too. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So, so you know, George Romero liked to do. He used a lot of the same actors for his movies in the earlier days, and, yeah. and I mentioned before that I really liked that about about directors. So it was like a lot of local actors. Um, he found um, John Amplis. In like a, it was like a a college kind of a thing, mm. like a you know drama class basically, and he actually found Tom Savini in a high school, a high school uh, drama class or whatever, uh, a play or whatever, wow. like years before Martin, and then I I watched the whole thing on on that too. That was actually pretty cool. That was like a on a documentary. Or yeah, something? it was on this on the on DVD. Oh, okay, that's cool. So um. Martin, he's he's a younger kid. He's probably like in his his early twenties, and or, or so it seems. Uh, yeah, or so it seems exactly. Um, he he thinks he's a vampire, but it's not like a normal vampire kind of a thing where he's got fangs and he's sucking blood out of necks and wearing a fucking cape and a and can't come medallion. out in the daytime. Yeah, and, yeah. So he's like a normal fucking person. He's out there in the day. You know, he he looks like a normal person the way that. He drinks his blood is he uses syringes to put people to sleep and uses a razor blade to cut them and suck their blood. So, you know, these kind of things you're thinking, this guy's not really a vampire. He's, it's all on his fucking head. 
You know, and there's flashbacks throughout the movie of like, I want to say like the early 1900s because I do see a car in one of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, you know, his hair is shorter and he's got, you know, more of like a, like that period of a clothing on. So uh, like in these scenes, like it's, he's getting hunted by people trying to kill him. Um, some of them are him just feeding on, on, on victims. This, the, um, pretty much the same way though. Like you don't see him like that traditional vampire way. They try to do an exorcism on him as well. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a, a scenes where that, yeah, they were doing exorcisms on him and shit. And, and that comes into another char- uh, character, his his cousin. It, it is it is Kuda, his cousin Kuda. He's this old man. He goes and lives with. Yeah, Kuda, just like the uh, Kuda from uh, Phantasm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> vroom, 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 vroom. Um, but it, it seems like right off the bat that Kuda knows what's going on with Martin. Yeah, well, for he, sure. Yeah, he he keeps calling him Nosferatu and shit, and then it gets it gets even worse throughout the movie. Is what I'm saying. Like, right, you know. When he first shows up, he he's like like weird towards yeah, him. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like when he when he says not Sparado to him like a bunch of times to him, and it's like uh, I don't know, watching it like, and then you think he, like he's like a regular dude. It's like like if it was you or me, you'd kind of be like annoyed of him saying that yeah. to you all the time. Like God but damn it, at, yeah. But at the same time, you know, Martin believes he is a vampire. Yeah. So he's looking at like you know what I am. Uh huh. You know, and then uh, Christine Forrest plays Christina, which is his other cousin and. And, you know, she's around the same age. She lives there with them. Tom Savini's in this movie, too, and he plays Arthur. And this was, like, his first movie he did for George Romero. He looks young as shit, too, man. I'm like, holy fuck. You know, he's already, he's still a stud muffin, but you're like, whoa, shit. I think he's, like, a lot of the the guy actors, myself, is, like, a lot of them uh, get better with age. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think Savini got better with age as yeah. far as his looks as well. And, and his acting got better, too. Oh, Definitely. It wasn't too bad in this one, though, but he didn't have very many scenes. No. And he did all the special effects on this movie, too. Yeah, so uh, when we start the movie off, it's uh, we're going it's a train ride. And Martin's in there, uh, you know, in the train. Uh, he spots a, a victim that he wants, which is uh, usually, uh, and I think most, of the, most all the time, it's always a, a good-looking female mm-hmm. that he's after. So uh, he spots the female that he wants, and uh, he ends up, like, breaking into her room. Uh, you know, she was, like, fixing herself up, trying to, like, get ready for the night. She had some kind of, like, uh, mask on her face. She spots him, and then she's, like, uh, freaking out, screaming, because she thinks that, uh, I don't know, he's in there to rob her or, or rape her. Um, or murder her or something. Something. Um, so she's calling him, like, all these names, uh all he, you know, he has his syringe, and she's, like, trying to, like, stop him from uh, getting her with the syringe. And then he keeps, like, mentioning that he wa- he just wants her to put her, you know, to go to sleep. Just yeah, he's that, like, it'll be okay. You'll just sleep. You'll just sleep. And I promise you'll wake up. Yeah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you <laughs> promised, man. Get the fuck off me. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, he ends up injecting her. And uh, that's when we see that first, uh, the way he feeds is, yeah, like how Paul mentioned. He has that razor blade. He uh, slices her wrist. Uh, sucks out the blood, uh, and then um, later on we see him clean up uh, the area, so it kind of looks like if she committed suicide. Um, and uh, after that, like he makes his escape, like they they do a stop. Uh, it, like some of the friends of that that girl, they're trying to get her out the car, but they think she's just sleeping or something. Uh, so Martin makes it out, and then uh, Kuda, his cousin's waiting for him, 
And like how Paul mentioned that, that, you know, he keeps calling him Nosferatu and he knows, he, you know, he's like, I know, you know, that he knows who he is because he's part of the family. And uh, a lot of the family, they said that there's uh, been uh, three in the family that, that are still around that they know of. And Martin's one of them. So it's kind of crazy, like, rewatching this movie again is like, that there's supposed to be three of them that are still alive. Yeah. But we don't, we don't see them, but we see Martin... And it's like okay, like when I wonder if that was like a an opening for for like other movies. Happen. Yeah, maybe. So I mean, you can still do one later on. All these years, you know. Well, maybe Romero can't. No, he can't. <laughs> if someone had a good storyline, but yeah, like so, like they're they're walking, and then they're like, okay, we got to hit this other train. So they hit it, and then they go into their town. Looks like what uh, what was it, Philadelphia or something? It was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, so they get to Pittsburgh and uh, they're they're walking through. It kind of looks like a rundown town a little bit um, because like all of the uh, like stuff like there's hardly any work as far as like even Tom Savini's character mentions it that uh, you know there's there's not much work in that area, so it's kind of like a dying town. Um, Maybe they weren't in Pittsburgh then. I don't know. Maybe it's just outside of Pittsburgh. We'll say that. I don't what do know. you think, man, man, Steve? Yeah, that's what I'll say, too. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, they're going through it. Look, the town's kind of looking like it's dying. Like I said, like, the uh, Tom Savini's character mentions, like, hey, there's not much, you know, work right here that'll pay, you know, you know, good money for good work. And, uh, like, uh, Kuda's character is like, oh, there's work everywhere. You just got to look for it. Uh, so He's all, yeah, decent paying work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, like, with Kuda, he runs, like a like, a market. So they sell meat and other goods over in his market. Um, and, like, it shows him, like, he's uh, working there. He's talking to some of the old, la- like, most of the people there are, like, older ladies mm-hmm. that are at the market. And they're mentioning, oh, yeah, you need some help. And he's like, oh, yeah, I have my cousin. He's going to be coming over. He's going to help out. And then they're all thinking, oh, is he going to be old like you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all joking like, with him. Martin then, must be like his seventh cousin twice removed or something, yeah, dude. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's going to be old like you. And they're, they're like, no, he's young. Because like, they were like even joking about that. They're like, oh, we're old too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like like later on, Martin ends up working at that place. But beforehand, they go to the, you know, they end up going to the house. And then Kuda gives them all the rules like, hey, this is your room. Uh, you cannot go into my room uh, unless I say so. And if I have something to talk to you, I'll talk to you about it when it when it comes up. So he's uh, throwing all these rules, and then uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, with my uh, with my granddaughter, that if you want to talk to her, I already instructed her not to talk to you, but I know she's going to talk to you." So it's kind of cool because it like feels like uh, I don't know, it's, it feels old school too, as far as like uh, the time period, because that that feels like that time period mm-hmm. as far as when it was made. Uh, but it's kind of timeless as well. Because it's that time period, but, like, it, uh, the characters feel kind of, like, uh, real as well. Like, because it feels like that guy is kind of, like, older man, stubborn, and set in his ways. Yeah. And his ideas. And one of the ideas is that Martin is, uh, you know, the undead, that he's a vampire, Nosferatu. And um, he told him, yeah, you can't come into my room. He has all this, like, uh, religious paraphernalia in his room to protect him. If, you know, like, uh, he's got, like, a crucifix. He even has a... Uh, one of those necklaces of uh, garlic yeah. that are there that comes into play. He sets up like these bells on uh, Martin's door to but, hear him. You know what? That's what I was going to ask you. What was up with that? To, to hear him when he leaves. So when he leaves and when he comes back? Yeah. Because I know like uh, 
he ends up taking it off. Yeah, uh, um, Christina takes it off. She's she like, that off. thing was silly. Like, I got tired of hearing it. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I don't think that's how he got caught, though. No. But, uh, yeah, later on, um, you know, he has those rules, you know, telling him, you know, what he can't do. He's going to work at his place. And he's telling him, yeah, you know what? Uh, while you're here, uh, I'm going to work uh, to save your soul. And after I save your soul, then I'm, then that's when he's going to uh, extinguish him afterwards. Uh, but if he finds out that he... Uh, he does anything to anybody in the neighborhood that he'll uh, he'll take him out without saving his soul. Yep, he's a mean old bastard. Yeah, he is. Uh, so yeah, with that guy, uh, you know, he's got the character and and the way he's dressed too. It's kind of dressed kind of like uh, old school, like southern. Yeah, dude, he reminded like me suit. of like uh, Colonel Sanders and yeah. shit when he was going to church. Yes, <laughs> he's like, here's a bucket of chicken <laughs> for real. So it's fucking <laughs> original recipe or. Or spicy. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's the, that's those characters right there. And like with the granddaughter, she's kind of she's pretty cool too because she feels like a real person, um, and uh, she kind of becomes friendly with Martin, even though that she thinks that there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Um, and she thinks there's something wrong with uh, with her grandfather. Yeah, definitely. Because she's like, you know, she thinks that he's crazy, thinking that she knows that he thinks that Martin is a uh, vampire. So uh, she doesn't believe it. Um, cause, uh, even one thing that, 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 uh, they argue about is that, um, Kuda mentions that, uh, Martin is, uh, you know, quite, quite a bit older than he looks that he's supposed to be like, you know, like 20, early twenties, like Paul says, but he's supposed to be like over a hundred years old as far as, uh, Kuda knows. Yeah. So, uh, and then he's like, yeah, well, if you don't, you don't believe me, then ask Martin himself. And then she does end up asking him and he says, yeah, I'm a hundred and something years old. <laughs> so she's like, oh, like it's not like if she believes him anyways, because she's just thinking, oh, like he's crazy, and he probably like thinks that, uh, you know, oh, he's been brainwashed throughout his life being told this. Yeah, and that's what you kind of have the feel of, you know, the the through the entire uh, through the bulk of the movie, you kind of feel like he's been brainwashed with this because of his cousin and the family. Yeah, because it's not just the cousin that feels like it's the family. Yeah. Because, you know, like we said before, he's not your typical vampire. He, you know, the things that would stop a vampire doesn't bother him. Yeah, and that comes into play when, uh, like, he, like Martin does come into the room of Kuda. And one of, a couple things come up on that. Like, uh, one thing is a vampire needs to be uh, invited to come into a room. And he was invited by Kuda. So, I mean, we saw what happened on the other movie, uh, Let the Right One In. Yeah. So that didn't happen. Um, I mean, no, they, then, they, they didn't mention that. Then, you know. but but then again, you know the 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 times when he's out there feeding and just breaking into people's houses and shit, he's not invited into those houses. Yeah, that that as well. Uh, so I mean, that's one thing. Uh, I don't know if they really touched on the invite part on it of no. the vampire, but that is one part of the vampire that we know of. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was like the garlic is supposed to ward off vampires. They're not supposed to like garlic, and uh, he pulls off the garlic right there. He's holding it. And he takes a bite off of it as well, kind of chews on it and spits it out. And he's like, see, that, that you know, that, that, that's not real. And then, uh, like, Kuda's there, like, calling him Nosferatu and, like, saying prayers and holding up his uh, crucifix. Uh, and then uh, Martin ends up getting the crucifix, the, uh, it's, uh, the rosary is mm-hmm. what he was holding. So he gets a rosary with the crucifix on it, and he, uh, he puts it on him. Like, he's, like, putting it against his face, and he's like, see, that, you know, like, 
that he that that's not magic yeah, like and, he's not, and that he's not that he's not really a vampire. Uh, so, you know, he's like Martin. He even though he's saying that stuff, he still feels that he is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still has that that thirst for blood every now and then. Yeah, and it's not that that it happens at a certain point. Not like if it's like every night. It's that just when he. It's kind of like a feeling. Yeah, when he's uh, there's actually a part where he's on the phone with the the radio host, and he's telling him like, all you know, the movies are are fake. You know, it's all wrong. You know, I don't need to feed all the time. Like I see movies where it's like every day, and he's like, that's ridiculous. You know, or there's that part where he's like, and then like the vampires have all these women all the time. He's like, you don't need all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So that you know they they do that kind of stuff, but uh, of course Kuda still believes that he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, they even have like a, a a family photo album, and they're going through that, and it shows like uh, old school pictures of li- of babies and like uh, old furniture mm-hmm. that's in it. And supposedly, like you know, Martin's part of it. You don't see a picture of Martin in there though. As, I mean, he's probably one of the babies or something. Um, so, I mean, that's supposed to be, like, uh, the family kind of stuff, and Martin is supposed to be, you know, part of that album somewhere. Um, so that comes up. Uh, he ends up uh, working at the uh, grocery store, and he does deliveries for different people, and he ends up meeting uh, a lady that could, you know, possibly be a, a victim for him because she's a, a good-looking lady. Uh, he is attracted to her. Um, he, he gets really interested in her, uh, but they become, uh, later on, they, they, as the plot goes, they end up becoming uh, more than that. He doesn't want her to be a victim. He really likes her mm-hmm. and, uh, he wants to, uh, uh, you know, do things with her. And like he, he mentions while he's, uh, talking to the radio host or something where that, uh, with his victims that, uh, like he's talking about like, uh, sex. And he's talking about that with his victims, that he's had the victims, and then uh, that he's never had, uh, you know, sex with a person that was awake. So it's always been his victims that he has sex with. So it's when they're knocked out. Yeah. And they don't know what's going on. And, and that's the thing about this movie when I'm watching it. Creepy. I, I got the feeling of like a like an early exploitation movie, something like a Last House on the Left or something, you know, because he, the not only the look of the movie, it's real gritty. Yeah. But um, you know, he's raping these victims and 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 drinking their blood and shit and leaving them for dead. It's like it gets pretty like intense in times. Yeah, you don't see the, any like rape scenes or nothing. I mean, you just see them like like uh, in the beginning, like they're they're both nude. You don't see that Martin no. does anything to her except uh, take the blood from that victim. Yeah, and 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 honestly, if you didn't catch the part where he's talking to the the person about the sex the sexy stuff, yeah. You wouldn't have known that he's actually raping these girls. Because, yeah, because you have to think about it. Yeah, because you don't see him doing it. But when he's saying, you know, the only time I've had sex is when when they're asleep with someone asleep, then you know that's what he was doing. And you're like, oh, shit. And it kind of just takes it into, like, another level. Yeah. So with this one, uh, like, uh, they do become, like, she's got a husband and everything, too. But, you know, things are kind of crappy in the house. Because they uh, at one point like they go to a church, and Martin's there because he gets dragged there by his uh, cousin. Yeah. So they're there, um, and also the uh, that lady that he's interested, she spots him there, kind of nudges him on the shoulder, says hi. So he's all happy to see her, and then he's, she's with the husband. So they end up taking off. He kind of looks like a jerk, <laughs> the, you know who that whoever the husband was. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, like they start talking and you can see that like uh, she's kind of lonely and depressed. Uh, no, so one thing that comes up is that she can't have any babies. She mentions that to uh, Martin when uh, when they're uh, after they get through with uh, having sex. Yeah, um, he comes out and he's like, hey, I'm all dressed. And she's kind of on the couch, like crying and upset. And he's like, what, what's wrong? Like, oh, you're worried about having a baby. And she's like, you know, I can't have babies. Yeah, so, uh, you know, she's kind of depressed about that. Uh, but, I mean, Martin still likes her that, you know, uh, other things that happen in the movie, because we're going to get back to uh, that character later. But uh, other things that happen in the movie was Martin does find a, a victim uh, where he uh, plays off that is that he's kind of like deaf and dumb, where he can't speak or whatever. So he writes down some kind of thing about asking for help. Uh, so he meets uh, the victim. There, She's with her husband. And uh, she she kind of like, yeah, give him something. like So they give him like a dollar or whatever. And he kind of like, uh, you know, plays off that, that that's going on but he that's his victim for uh for later so he ends up going there at night and uh the husband took off so that was his opening that he wanted you know the husband's gone he's gonna go and uh that's gonna be his next victim so uh it's kind of a big scene that's kind of like i was telling paul's like i uh i watched this movie the first time watching it was uh, at this part was where he, uh, this is the victim. And then I, well, the first time I saw it, I was like, I didn't know what was going on, but I got yeah. intrigued by this movie and just kept <laughs> watching it. So it's kind of a cool part because it's kind of, it just reminds me of the first time I watched it. That he goes in there, he's, uh, he's got a, uh, also a remote for the uh, garage to mess with it. And he does all these other things to, uh, to mess with these people. Like he goes in there, uh, the ladies in, in her, and he's expecting the lady to, to be in the house, be alone. And he's gonna, you know, inject her with his, uh, with the shots that he has, and uh, put her to sleep. But uh, his plans go right because she's in there and she's with uh, Sancho in, in, in bed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So she's in there with someone else, not her husband. And uh, like the guy's all like, like, uh, hey man, like uh, let's talk this out. Yeah. Like, he, he, that... he thinks that's like her husband or somebody. Yeah. You know? So and then she's like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> so so we, so they're all freaking out. And then like uh, Martin's closing things up, kind of like it's kind of like a maze kind of thing going on. Yeah, the house was kind of crazy, man. Yeah, because like, there's like running around and a lot of doors closing and a lot of locks. Yeah, and a lot of weird colored walls and shit. Like the wallpaper itself is like, and you know there was doors that were like the same color like the wallpaper as the walls yeah and so it was like hidden doors it was a weird house yeah so uh so yeah it was kind of cool because they're kind of like running around and then uh the like martin just like jumps up and like he hits that guy with the uh, one of the syringes so he's like what the, you know like they're all kind of going uh tripping out like well, what did he just inject me with so like the guy's like you know he's bigger so he's able to last longer yeah than but just... do even like with the girls like i was thinking he needs to up his dosages or something man because this shit's taking way too long. Like even with this first victim in the train, <laughs> like she was still like fighting him and shit for a good while. <laughs> huh. So uh, yeah, with this one, like he gets those guys, but he kind of locks them in there, and then he goes down the stairs, kind of like uh, hidden away. And then they're kind of like discussing, like all oh, they're they're all scared, and uh, the guy wants uh, the the lady to to call the cops or call nine one one that he needs. You know, they got to figure out what's going on. That they they have an emergency going on. He needs to find out what he got shot with. He needs, you know, he doesn't know what it is, if he's going to, like, die or something. 
So uh, she's like, doesn't want to call because it's like, she can't call because that's not her husband. Yeah, she doesn't want people to know. Yeah, she doesn't want people to know. She doesn't want her husband to find out. Yep. And if she calls the authorities, there's going to be a report. So he's all called 911. I can't call the cops. That's not the cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, they're, they're just kind of arguing. Then they, they end up uh, calling. Uh, the, they want to get information for like the hospital because they're going to go there, supposedly. Uh, or so they think. So they're uh, they're calling and uh, they call for information first. So they get the information. She gets the number. She starts dialing it. And Martin's on like uh, back in the days because like pe- people, most people now do not have landlines yeah. at home. So, Here's but, a little uh, history lesson for you kitties out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're older, <laughs> so we know we lived through it, uh, even though this was before we were born. But a lot of the stuff, it was still around when we were around as kids. Uh, yeah, there was landlines. There was home, there was uh, house phones. And uh, most of the time with these house phones, if there was a a phone in one room and in another room, sometimes it's on the same line. So uh, when you pick up the phone on one home, I mean on one line in a room and you start calling someone or just if you're talking to someone, let's say you already called, you're talking to someone. And then if you pick up the phone on the other side, sometimes you can hear and sometimes you can't. So you can either eavesdrop. Yeah, most of the time you could. Yeah, so sometimes people can eavesdrop on you while you're on the phone. Or like on this case, when the lady picked up the phone, it's only one line. So she's trying to dial the number. And then Martin's on the other side dialing as well. So it's messing her up. So that that every time she's calling, that number is yeah. not going through. And she ends up forgetting the number. So they they end up, uh, she remembers it again, and every time they're trying to dial, Martin's just dialing away, messing her up. Yeah, there was, there was all three of them were on phones, the the girl and the guy, and, they're in de- different rooms, and Martin's downstairs on a phone. And, and the guy thinks it's the girl messing it up. Yeah, and it was it was actually kind of a funny scene, the way it played out, because, yeah. like, they, you know, the, the guy and the girl are yelling at each other because they think it's each other, like, hang up the phone, no, you hang up the phone. Yeah. So I was like, in this whole, like, uh intense kind of a scene like you got this little bit of comic relief going on yeah and then it gets intense again like real quick oh yeah because uh like at some you know martin shoots the guy up again um when he when he gets with her with when he gets with him oh well you know he shoots him up again but you know the guy's huge so it's taking him a good while so he's he's like kind of uh limping around and falling over here and there um, he goes up, you know, he's trying to go up the stairs, but Martin's already in there with the girl and he's, he shoots her up and she's starting to, to get all woozy and shit. And the guy, the other guy, he falls down the fucking stairs and into like a lamp and just, he's out. And, um, so Martin gets on top of the girl and he's like trying to say, you know, just go to sleep, go to sleep. I'm not going to hurt you because of him. And he kind of looks over out the door, you know, towards the direction of the guy downstairs or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so the girl passes out, and then you see the next thing you see is is uh, Martin pulling or dragging the dude like through the yard or whatever out by the trees and shit, and leaves him out there in the trees. And he's basically saying like, "You weren't supposed to be there. Why were you there?" Yeah, he's all mad. Yeah, he's all pissed, and he like he fully clothed him too. <laughs> the dude was like half naked, but <laughs> Martin put clothes on him. Uh, apparently, you know, but um. Yeah, he's fucking pissed, so, like, he jabs the dude in the neck with the stick that he found, like, laying right next to him and just starts feeding off of him. Yeah. So he's back up with the girl, and then he starts undressing her and filling her up and shit, and, you know, he starts feeding on her. And and that's pretty much, like, they're fucking... They're, both of them are gone. Yeah. 
And he's fucking mad because that's not how the plan was at all. Yeah, that. I just thought that was pretty crazy when he stabbed that dude in the neck with the stick. Yeah, I was like, oh shit! <laughs> it's like, oh crap, that guy's done. Yep. Yeah, because I wasn't sure if he was gonna kill him or not. But yeah, he fucking stabbed him right in the neck with that stick. He was done. Yeah. So uh, getting back to that character that uh, that uh, Martin was uh, falling for, that he had feelings for, and uh, he had uh, sexy times with. Uh, while she was awake, um, she they end up having a relationship uh, together. He's, you know, at that point, he's kind of like having trouble doing what he was doing. Like he can't find victims anymore like how he used to. He used to be able to look around, find an attractive girl. And he knew that that's the one he wants to go for. And he'd go for it. Um, there's even like a, a lady, a mean old lady that's that, you know, from the grocery store that that talks crap to martin and he's like oh yeah like you know that that would that would have been one of his victims but just because she uh the way she was to him uh but he kind of he follows her he knows you know her the routine and that's his thing he likes to follow he'll follow people he knows the routine and that's how he, he uh takes care of his victims um but with this one it's like he couldn't do it anymore because of uh, how he felt towards that girl so uh one day he ends up going to the that uh the house of the of the girl and he finds her in the bathtub, and she committed suicide. So she's in the bathtub right there. He sees her dead body nude in there with, with you know, the water's all red from her blood with a razor right there with blood dripping off of it. So, you know, she's done for her. He kind of walks off all sad. Um, and he's kind of, like, talking about how he's kind of, like, changing, but he still has, he still gets shaky for that thirst. Um... And he, you know, like I said, he's, he's running into problems and I don't want to get too much of, uh, what happens at, you know, at that point. Yeah. Uh, one of the, 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 the more funnier scenes, I guess, was, uh, yeah, I enjoy, this is one of my favorite parts too. I yeah. Enjoy this um, part. a little bit after that, you know, uh, his, his cousin Kuda, he fucking, he actually tries to perform an exorcism on him and shit. Yeah. He has a priest come up. Yeah. Which is, is a cool scene and, and kind of, you know. Kind of cool to have that in in the va- in a vampire movie, the whole exorcism kind of yeah. A thing. Because when they went to church, they they were talking to the priest that was mm-hmm. there and talking about like uh, you know different things. They were talking about like the priest beforehand that was there, you know, like chit chat like a normal person would talk to, uh, you know, anyone. And uh, they were talking about oh yeah, like uh, like that's a problem with you younger people was like you don't believe in this uh, the you know the stuff that the older people believe in. Yeah. And you don't have you don't believe as strongly as other people do. And he's like, yeah, like um, he was saying, like, uh, oh yeah. So where's he was he was talking about the priest that was there before. Like uh, he was kind of like uh, Kudo was talking kind of smack on him. Like, so where's he? Is he on vacation or something? Did he try to like get off of here? And then the other guy's like, well, <laughs> no, he actually there's there's like he's on basically dying. Yeah, and uh, actually uh, we failed to mention that the priest was played by George Romero himself. Oh, that was George Romero? <laughs> he, I didn't know that. Oh, like, he shit. was so young. And yeah, that was him. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> no, I'm like, I, well, anyways, I like I'll, with Martin, it's like I like rewatching it every so often. So yeah. I'll watch it again. That's, uh, this time I'll know. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're, they're talking about that stuff. And uh, one thing that uh, they mentioned, too, since he was talking about, like, oh, that older people believe. And then, like, he brings up, like, oh, like, do you feel like... Uh, demons and stuff like can uh like have energy like towards the living and uh can affect stuff because you you know want to do something towards martin and the guy is you know kind of gives him an answer like we're like nah he doesn't you know 
he doesn't kind of like believe in that kind of stuff. And then he's like, oh, that's a problem with you young people, blah, you know, this and that. And uh, like he's like, well, like you heard of this other uh, priest that he does, that he did exorcisms and this and that. So so he's like, oh, like he hears the name. He's like, he meant she, he repeats it because he's like, he wants to remember it. Yeah. And that's the priest that comes up to do the exorcism for Martin. Yeah. So like, you know, they're they're in the room and they're doing the full on exorcism thing, you know. Fucking uh, power of Christ compels you shit and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, Mar- Martin's like kind of hiding behind the, the couch a little bit. and It's not really affecting him. No, though. it's not doing really anything at all. And then eventually he just is over and takes off and runs out the room. And the, the, the priest is still re- doing the, the right, yeah. <laughs> even though he's not in the room anymore. I thought it was okay. But uh, um, then you see like, like if the time passed a little bit. But um, Kuda's walking through like a... It's kind of like a desolate, like, dark area. Yeah, kind of, yeah, like an alley or or something like that. And, uh, he, you know, he's getting stalked by something in the shadows. And he keeps looking behind him. And then finally he looks and, and Martin comes around the corner and it's got the light on him and shit. And he's wearing like this Dracula cape and it, the collar's all up high and shit. And yeah, like, and, and his face looks all pale. Yeah, his face is all pale. So like Kuda kind of like tries to take off running a little bit. He he sees who it is and he's like fucking freaked out. And then uh Martin catches up to him and jumps in front of him and he's got like these vampire teeth, but they're obviously fake. They're the plastic ones, you but, know? But Kuda thinks they're yeah, real. Yeah, Kuda thinks it's real, but you could see they're, uh, they're obviously fake and he's got white face paint on and he's he's freaking him out. Kuda it's, falls to the ground and you know, he's like saying a bunch of stuff like uh you know, Nosferatu, all that stuff. And uh, Martin's pretending like he's going to come up and kill him. And then he fucking spits out the, the, the fake teeth. And he's like, it's fake. You know, it's just a costume. And he smears some of the makeup off his face. He's like, look, it's just a costume. And then fucking just basically like laughing at him and walks away. It's funny because uh, just like all that stuff that you mentioned. And then Kuda was like totally like terrified. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then it shows you know uh, um Martin wakes up and he realizes that those bells were gone like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And he thought that Kuda took him off. And he sees Christina and he's like, oh, "He took him off." Like he be- he he finally believes that I'm not a fucking vampire. Mm-hmm. And she that's when she's like, "No, I took him off." Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, he still thinks you're a vampire." <laughs> <laughs> she she doesn't though. Kind of moving forward, uh, there's some stuff that happens uh Martin's having trouble, like, finding victims. He's kind of almost getting caught in some ways. Uh, so he's kind of, like, uh, towards the end, he's, like, talking to the uh, that radio guy again, telling him what's going on and that, you know, he can't do, you know, he's, he used to be able to, like, spot a victim like that, knew what he was going for, and he can't do it anymore. Um, so, you know, he kind of, like, has is having his problems and then... Uh, he kind of like leaves it like, man, I don't know what's going to happen anymore. Like, you know, like before Martin knew that, hey, I'm a, I'm a vampire. I'm going to, you know, do this. I'm going to find my, if I get the thirst, I'm going to find my victim. I'm going to feed and then move on from there. But he can't, he feels like he can't do it anymore. And I think it's kind of like where he feels like he doesn't believe he's a vampire anymore either. Mm-hmm. That uh, maybe it's just like all this crazy stuff that he heard from Kuda and the rest of that family. Except for, you know, Kuda's granddaughter. This is when, like, it starts playing on you, like, the viewer yourself, like, yeah, is he really a vampire, or, like, what the fuck's going on, you know? Yeah, so, uh, uh, I don't know, I think I'm gonna get to 
a certain part and I told Paul this is what I'm going to say. I, I told I told him, Hey, you know, Wolfman Memo, you gotta give you gotta give our listeners a little spoiler alert right yeah, now. So uh before continuing on, I must say uh if you haven't watched the movie, this movie is definitely worth a watch. Oh yeah. Um and uh if if you haven't, I would pause this show right now and get back to it later on. Because um, I don't want you guys to listen to this and hear this certain part, because it's kind of giving up uh, one of the coolest parts of the movie, uh, devastating part of the movie, and uh, like uh, like I said to Paul before, even though it's kind of like it is saying the ending of the movie, but it's still gonna leave people with one like uh, with questions. So uh, hopefully you guys already paused it. Because I'm going to just get down to the nitty-gritty right here. Yes. So um, there's a certain part where um, Martin, he's, you see him, uh, that he is uh, asleep in his bed. And it uh, looks peaceful. And uh, he, you just kind of, like, he opens his eyes. And then Kuda's there with a steak. And he's like, I he he he's like, oh, I told you before that if you you know I, that he found out about the victim, he found even though it wasn't Martin, he found out about the uh, the lady friend that he had that uh, he was having uh, sex with, that he didn't end up killing, that she ended up committing suicide. Uh, he found out about that lady dying, and he he believes and knew in his heart, uh, Kuda believes that it was Martin that killed her. Uh, it, and it had all the signs of uh, how Martin would kill the people because he would kill them with the with the uh, razor blade, yeah, right, and, and, you know, and, on the arm, yeah, and and feed off of them. And so it looked like if Martin did it, but he didn't do it. So he's a, he. I mean, he's just like you know, you can't do anything. He's you know, he's awake, but there's a guy right there, right above you, with a with a stake right above your heart, yeah. And the, you know, so he's like, yeah, like I, I knew about it. You know, I found out about it. And I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm, I don't believe that it was an accident. Like everybody's saying that it was a suicide. I know it was you. And then uh, the next thing, he's just plunging that steak right through yep. through Martin, and it's like, holy shit! It's fucking gruesome. Yeah. So he, just, with all his force, right through his chest, yeah. blood everywhere, and, then, and you just see Martin's body, you know, like his arms and legs, just you know, like kind of like move up a little bit from getting pounded. And uh, so that's basically the end of uh, Martin as far as him being, uh, you know, undead or alive. We don't know. So because, I mean, with this, I, I mean, I think I've told Paul before, uh, killing a vampire with a stake. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're a vampire or a fucking human. Yeah, just, if you get a stake through the heart, you're yeah, gone. Uh, either way, uh, yeah, Martin died. Whether he was a vampire or not, he was gone. Yeah. So, uh, he, you know, he's gone. And then you see the credits rolling. And while the credits are rolling, um, you see Kuda outside. Uh, we're tending his garden. Yeah. And he's uh, throwing uh, grass seed on this plot that he has. So uh, that's where we find out, you know, that that's where Martin's final resting mm-hmm. place is at. Even though it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't have like a mark or anything. Of course, he's not going to mark that as Martin uh, for the public. But we know it's him. Yeah. Um, because uh, while he's putting the, the seeds out, he ends up getting that, um, that rosary. And putting it down there for Martin, even though he didn't actually save his soul, that he took him out while he thought he was a vampire. Yeah, and then uh, when the the credits are rolling, you're hearing that the, the radio, the radio host, the DJ. Yeah, they're like, "Where's where's the count?" They called him the count. Yeah, you know, we, we want to hear from the count. Where yeah, is he at? Yeah, there's a bunch of people calling in asking yeah. for him. Like he was like the hit of the town. 
Yeah, and so it's like that's going on, and then that's where you see, you know, they're asking for him, but that's, you know, we us as a viewer, that's where we see that that's the final resting place for yeah. Martin right there. And uh, like I said, it's like a holy shit moment when that sick grows to Martin. Uh, but like I was telling Paul, Paul believes that uh, Martin was actually a vampire. I think so. And with me, I'm still like, I'm on the bubble, man. Like, I still don't know if he was a vampire or not. I don't know if, like, to me, yeah, I know he fed on on on, uh, on victims, on their blood. But I don't know, you know, like, to me, I was like, it could have been just, like I said, he could have got brainwashed about it. That he was, a, you know, that uh, he was a vampire and that he has to feed on blood. So from getting uh, all that stuff fed to him, that's why he had to do it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it could have been that he was because, it, like you said, it had that stuff there. It showed he, um, the stuff uh, way back in the days, like a century or so before with those pictures. Uh, it showed those flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, but, like there's, I said, it could have been in his head. There, yeah, there's well. evidence to go either way. That's what's really really cool about this movie is there's evidence to go either way. And it's it could, all in his head or he really is. And it, and so you take it, away from whatever you want. And, and for me... I, I think he is because I just want him to be. Oh, you're definitely going to be like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> was he or wasn't he? <laughs> you know? So, uh, I mean, that was my, uh, that's our review on Martin. And, uh, I, I mean, we definitely say go watch that movie. Uh, however you watch it, uh, you know, Fire Stick, DVD, whatever. Try to buy it if you can. Yeah, it's worth the buy. It's like, it's one of the ones that you're going to want to watch uh more than once, for yes. sure. And watch uh, over the years. <laughs> and for those of you who did pause and go back and watch the movie, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello again. Yes. <laughs> Madman Steve, any thoughts? Okay, okay. Carry wow. on. I thought Steve would have more to say. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cripsters, the time has come once again. It is time for the Wheel of Doom. Wheel of, Wheel of Doom time, and uh, since there's just two of us this time, and uh, we don't have any, uh, you know, uh, fans that have sent us anything this no, time. not this episode. Uh, it is just us two, so this is going to be an easier spin. It's just going to be red or black, and uh, let's see if Paul gets 100% of this win this time. Yeah, because uh, it really wasn't. <laughs> I took the credit, but no, I didn't win. <laughs> so I still I still have no wins. You still got a streak going. Yes. <laughs> I should just keep that streak going. Yeah. Born under black cloud. Yes. So, uh, looking forward to this Wheel of Doom, because Memo didn't tell me what he's picking this time. Damn, Paul's looking really intense, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Let's get to the wheel. All right, for uh, my pick for the Wheel of Doom, I am going with uh, Todd Browning's Freaks. Oh, nice. You know what? When, when you played that a little bit, because he's trying to figure it out if it'll play on my phone. I, I heard it, and that's what I was thinking it was going to be. All right. Yeah, but I'm down for that. Okay, let's see. Uh, what's Paul's pick? Uh, my pick is uh, a, a little-known movie that uh, nobody fucking likes. Never-ending story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we like that movie. No, uh, I picked Freaks also. 
<laughs> no. Oh, and that's the end of the Wheel of Doom. Yep, that's it. We don't even need to spin. <laughs> no, uh, this movie here that uh, people shit on it all day long, and I fucking love it. It does have a cult following. There are people that do love it, but most people don't because of the title. Halloween 3. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about, and uh, I'm down for that. I'm down for it. Yeah, I hope I hope it wins, man. I hope it wins, but with my streak, you never know. I'll let you pick the color this time, since uh, I picked it and I thought I was doing you a favor and it yes. ended up backfiring. Uh, what are we going to go? What are we going to go? Red or black? Red or black? Uh, I'll go black. All right. That means uh, red for freaks. Yep. Black for Halloween 3. Yep. Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. All, All right. right. So who's doing the spin? I'll spin. You can drop the ball. All right. Let's do it. Let's see Memo win. And he won. (laughs) 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 It's on red. Wow. He won. Will Paul ever win? (laughs) Never. Let me uh, take a picture of that. God damn it. I should have uh, videotaped it, and one day we'll videotape the uh, spin. Yeah, one of these days. We tried to last time, and I fucked it up. <laughs> what did? What happened? I recorded the whole thing, and when I went to, to put my phone down to do whatever the hell what we needed to do next. Delete it or something? No, I, I touched the, the screen, and it backed it out and didn't save it. I, I, I told you, Cripsters, to please send him a uh, lucky horseshoe something, a <laughs> uh, 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 leprechaun. Yeah, some, yeah some, send, send a, a leprechaun. At least uh, some green clovers from something. the Lucky Charms cereal or something. <laughs> I'm never going to win this shit. <laughs> I bet you if we kept doing it like from the first season, first episode all the way now, I still wouldn't have won. Damn. Well, Paul, just don't go to Vegas. Uh, right? <laughs> Even though you live pretty, <laughs> you know, not too far from it. All right, guys. I hope you had a good time tonight with us. Yeah, uh... I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, I always enjoy coming in, um, and uh, it was fun doing our reviews, uh, talking about what's coming up uh, soon. Uh, don't forget all those ones that we mentioned, uh, and like we said, uh, happy birthday to Elvira, Jennifer Tilly, and Stephen King. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had a good time. Uh, I enjoyed the, you know, watching uh, My Soul to Keep. Uh, you know, be on the look for that one. And uh, you know, if you guys get a chance to uh, watch it, don't forget watch. Uh, Last Boys, The Thirst, and uh, we definitely, definitely yes. say watch Martin. You have to. For sure. If you've never watched it, never heard of it, you have to watch that movie. Definitely. And be sure to go check out Haunt. That's like my, my pick out of the, the, the ones that just came out. I'll have to get, check that out. And uh, Paul said now he's very intrigued on watching uh, The Three from Hell. Yeah, I, I want to see that. I'm going to try to get it when he comes out. All right. All right, Cripsters, have a creepy night and blah ho ho and blah ho ho.